Everybody. Hi, my name's Tom. I'm the host of tonight's episode of The Best Show. Are you out there, friends? Friends, are you out there? What's up, guys? Tonight, a very important show. Tonight, we will talk about That's right. The 50 angriest people ever! Can someone out there keep the list? One of our uh, soldiers is not feeling well tonight. The birthday boy. The birthday boy last week. Dudio is his birthday. Very excited. He's wearing a shirt he got for his birthday of Roger from American Dad. Very into that's his favorite character in anything. Roger on American Dad. Strange. And troubling because his he he talks about how he loves the best show so much and then he loves American Dad. It's like maybe this show sucks. I don't know. American Dad sucks. You know what doesn't suck? You, the best show listener. You know what else doesn't suck? The phone number 201-332-3484. And it is time. We do what we do. And it's time to do it. Let the best show begin. Let's go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's best show time. Let's get this thing going. Best show. Here we go. It's time. Here it comes. Here comes the best show, everybody. Get ready. Coming up. In a matter of moments, 50 angriest people. Here comes the best show.
best show. Yeah. We move fast here. Got things to do, man. Ain't messing around. If you guys want pizza, by all means, order pizza. Or whatever else you want. Pat, you want wings? No judgment tonight, Pat. Tonight is a judgment-free zone. If you want wings, no one will call you wingman. Mike, what do you want? What's that now? A plain pie. You mean like no sauce or cheese? How plain? I was watching uh, the football came on about a week ago. And I was watching it. I fell under the spell of uh, the commercials, right? Like they run these pizza commercials in this thing. And look, this is New Jersey. The the best pizza you you can get anywhere is here. Right? Right, guys? Throw a rock, you hit a great pizza place. God help me. You know what got me? The, the, the Domino's had a tracker thing. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds fun. So I ordered this thing, this pizza. And then I like a sand. They're like, ooh, they got sandwiches, a vegetable thing. This thing takes an hour and a half to show up. It was $30 for a pizza. It was the worst pizza. And the sandwich was almost uh, a good and poochie looked at that sandwich was just like yeah i think i'll uh i think i'll sit this meal out and that's a that's a dog good and poochie she was on the she grew up on the streets like black diamond and even she was just like yeah i don't know man i fell i fell hard for the dumb commercials Domino's and and all these people. Say, oh, Domino's is so much better now. Really? I don't know. What did it taste like before? Cat food? Did they upgrade it to uh, acceptable for human consumption? Was that the upgrade? I don't know, man. Made CCs look good. Suddenly, I was uh, longing for uh, the 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 golden years of uh, CCs pizza. I think people like it because it reminds them of being back in high school. That's like cafeteria pizza. It's trash, man. Trash. Maybe you live in a part of the country that ain't got no good pizza. That's your pizza? God bless you. Not here, man. I fell hard, though. Took the bait. Advertising one. Tom, zero. One one versus... More like eight million to zero. Oh, we just heard from Islands. You know Islands, right? We all love Islands. Nick Thorburn. It's from their album from last year, Should I Remain Here at Sea? It's on Christmas Tree. That guy's a a, a, a a multi, a hyphenate, super talent. Genius. What can't this guy do? He made a movie, a little, a short, a little movie. A short film was great. 
He's got his other band coming around. What's that band called? Dr. Heavenly? Dr. Lonely? What is it? No, it's Mr. Mr. Heavenly. They're coming around next month. I'm looking forward to it. What's it like to be talented like that? I'll never know. No, you're talented, Tom. No, Tom, you're so talented. And I'll run in here all at once. My dude has got a Roger action figure. He's out there playing with the Roger from American Dad. It's just insulting, uh, Dudio. Cause you're just like, you're like, your three favorite things are Doctor Who. Doctor Who, which is terrible. American Dad, which is terrible. And The Best Show, which is, it's my thing. It's like, what, what am I, half Doctor Who, half uh, American Dad? Spare me. Who's good here, Mike? And we got a full team. Got Dudio, who's a little under the weather. Got Mike, who's, uh, who, uh, much, much like a, uh, Emperor Palpatine is getting stronger as Dudio gets sicker. Mike was like, when du- when Dudio's just like, I'm not feeling so good tonight. Mike's like, yes, yes. Feel sicker, Dudio. Your sickness makes me strong. Special, hi. Strong. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? My name's Aaron, and uh, I've called you a couple times from home and in L.A. I live in San Francisco, but I'm actually in Tokyo right now. You're in Tokyo right now. Wow. What? I am in. I am in Tokyo right what, now. Well, yeah. what, what time is it in Tokyo right now? It's uh, about ten fourteen a.m., but um, it's Wednesday, so I'm a day ahead of you. Yes. And what brings you to yeah. Tokyo? What br- what brought you there? Well, oh, to Tokyo, I I have some. Uh, my wife's from here. We have some family here. I I spend anywhere from three to five weeks here every year. So, just out here, you know, doing uh, visiting some family and you know checking out some stuff. I love it here. That's what I hear. I hear it's a, a, the best place ever. I, I mean, I I think so. I mean, I I love it. But uh, I saw your uh, topic, and I I was compelled to call in because um, you know the first thing that popped into my head was uh, was basketball. My first thought, and then I and then the second thought was uh, was uh, the, the great Bobby Knight. Has to be one of the angriest. Yeah, people Bobby Knight would. That's time. a that's a great choice, Aaron. Bobby Knight, yeah, not, uh, number uh, number uh, uh, twelve, please. Number twelve. Oh wow! I thought I would make the top five with that one. Oh, you did, huh? Get off my phone! How dare you? Oh, that's it. I'm not doing the show. I'm out of here. Got calls from halfway across the globe. To, he's mad he didn't make the top five. Why did that bug me so much? Oh, line one will make me happy. I don't know. That area code scares me. 
Best show, hi. Hey, uh, Tom, how are you? Avalanche Bob. Ah, oh, there we go. Oh, Avalanche Bob, the one and only. Yeah, Tom, I just want to thank you. The album's coming out. I'm giving recognition to you, AP Mike, and Pat Byrne on the album. Because you've yes. been so good to me. And I'm especially, you know what makes me happy about that? Not me so much, but Mike and Pat. You excluded yeah, Dudio. Really, getting recognition on the album. The fact that you excluded, wait, did you mention Dudio on the album? Um, no, I got nothing. Yeah. I, in my heart. <laughs> there you go, Mike is 20 feet high right now. Yeah. Listen, uh, Tom, the album is coming out next week, and I think you're going to love it, and uh, there's all different kinds of songs on there. What formats? Um, what formats, Avalanche Bob? Okay, it? there's about three uh, snowboard, yodel, pumpkin songs. I have a song called Space Island. I have a song called uh, Driver of the New Rock, Punk in the Snow, mm-hmm. um, The David Hate Died with Instrumental and everything. Okay. And, uh, oh, and, uh, oh, one of the songs from my Broadway show, Hoodoo Man, and another one from my other Broadway show called Snowboarder from Hell. And uh, it's all explained on the album. And, oh, and my my other character, Doctor Cool, is on there. Doctor so Cool on there. Mushrooms. Is there a song called uh, No No Dudio on there? No, but I can put it on the next album. <laughs> That'd be great. Get a song. No 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 Dudio. Okay. No No Dudio. Go Go Dudio. No No Dudio. Rock. No No. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So when, what, what, how can, what, is this album gonna be, uh, uh, it's gonna be on what they call band, uh, band, something like that, and, uh, band camp. it's gonna be, it's gonna be everywhere. Bandcamp. Uh, Bandcamp. Yeah. APMike.bandcamp.com is a very popular Bandcamp site. Yeah. And it's gonna be, these to all the radio stations, uh, Kid Chris in Cincinnati is waiting for it. WBEN Radio. Okay. And, uh, does he and know he's waiting like for it? Nice enough to play it. We'll say, well, I'll get, I'll get a, a couple plays on here for it. Yeah, man, thanks. Oh, we're going to be doing a big Halloween show again. We're oh, doing great. a Halloween show at Maloney's one day before Halloween, the 30th, from uh, 5 o'clock to about 11 o'clock in the morning. That's great. 5 o'clock to 11 in the morning. Yeah, something like that. 5 so, or whatever, you know, something like so that. So five, 5 p.m. until 11 a.m.? Probably. Wow. That's I, a, I think it would be that long, yeah. That's a party. Yeah. I'm sending, uh, I'm gonna send Mike to that. Great, great. He's and, gonna show up dressed like Eleven from Stranger Things. Yeah, uh, and like said Tom, uh, thank you for everything. Of and course. Of keep course. Rocking, baby. You keep rocking, baby. You keep rocking, I can't wait. Snowboard power and make it better. Alright. Would you like to hear a song? What's that now? Would you like to hear a song? Sure, let's hear a song. Okay, this is called uh, Snowboard um, No Generation, like I call them. Snowboarder Mole Go Band. We're going to tick a tack and put it again across the land. Where the NGG 3000 Snowboarder Rock and Roll Band. NGT, we got no generation yet. NGT, we're going to show you where it's at. NGT, going to turn it all around. NGT, going to run the whole damn down, yeah. Where the NGG 3000 Snowboarder Rock and Roll Band. 
We're going to take a dagger, but get the low across the land. We got the fucking mama, take a little dot, dot, the fucking mama, take a dot, 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 what are you listening to in the background there? What is that? Is the TV's on? What's that? With the T, you have the television on in the background? Oh no! Oh, 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 oh very low. I'm sorry. Very low. What do you got? What, what are you watching? Uh, America's Talent. America's Got Talent. Yeah, I made that show, and they ran out of time. Okay. Yeah, I'll let that I made one the show. And they um, ran out of time. I, I really made the show. Mm -hmm. Or did they run out of Americans? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I couldn't believe it, but that's what happened. And, uh, well, I gotta say, I think that might be my favorite of all your songs, Avalanche Bob. Really? Yes. That might be my favorite. Uh, well, wait till you hear the ones on the album. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. No uh, chance, no chance again. When you, what do you have? Are, you, is there, are there thank yous on the record? Uh, pardon me? Do you have thank, do you have like a, like credits on it? Uh, right on the back cover is a credit to every, all the people that have helped me. Alright. You're there, and you will still be showing in Paris, and, and Pat, I think you're coming back right. here, I'll be on my phone too, I'm coming back here. Look, it, okay. Buddy, I can't wait. This album's gonna be Tom, a smash. Have a great night, okay? You too. And thanks to all my fans. Take care. Of course. They're both out there in the, the in the studio here. How you feeling, Dudio? Another another uh, this is a uh, indignity upon indignity, getting piled upon Dudio. Not a good year for me, guys. Not my year. Six, I've had six projects, uh, uh, crap out on me. Six. Six! But you know what I'll do? I'll keep smiling. I'm just gonna keep smiling. What do you think about that attitude, Mike? I just keep smiling through life, right? It's like Haven Hamilton said. Remember him? Haven Hamilton? Let me pull that up. He he said uh some wise words. He said something like this. And watch for a commercial to play. Remember this, Mike, when he said... No, he didn't say that. Stupid theme. Pop up. I tell you, I'm out of here. Ain't nothing working right. And look... Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. 
Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album. Has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice, or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com/slash/officehourslive. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. <laughs> Love through the years, and one I'm sure you're gonna love tonight. Keep it going. Well, if you strike a thorn or rose, keep it going. And if it hails or if it snows, keep it going. Ain't no use to sit and whine, 'cause the fish ain't on your line. Bait your hook and keep it trying. Keep it going. When the weather kills your crop, keep it going. Right? Why it takes work to reach the top, keep it going. If the skies look dark and gray, tell the world you'll be okay, and don't forget to pray. Keep it going. Can't stop me. Look, you can't stop me. I'm watching this movie, Nashville. It's a real fun movie. I'm not, I didn't get to the end yet. But it's a very fun movie celebrating country music. And it's building to this big country concert that is just going to cap off everything that's good about life. Didn't see the last 20 minutes of it yet. Didn't get there yet, but I'm excited about the big concert because it should just be a celebration of fun. Can we put the air on a little bit? It's hot in here. Yeah, it's on my Boston accent. I just came back from Boston a few days ago. Yeah, so look. Having a it's a w- weird week for a lot of people. Weird times. These are weird times. Is it is it the worst uh, professional run for me? Yeah, probably. Did I literally tell my agent if I don't have a uh, a good job by the time my old uh, the job I don't work at anymore comes back to television, I would drive my car into the ocean? Yeah, I did tell him that. Did I mean it? Yeah, I don't think so. You know why? Because I'm here for the long haul, baby. I'm here for the long haul. This show ain't going to be appreciated. I understand that. In its own time? No. Which is why I'm proud to announce tonight. I just want to say, are you... uh my Sunday night I spent trying to get tar off of my car that, uh, that splashed onto it from, from driving on the highway where they should have had cones set up so that I didn't go on it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was day one of three now that's been, that I've spent trying to get caked tar off of my car. You know what does the trick? What? What does it? WD-40. Really? Yes. You spray it. This is what you do. You get a huge can of WD-40, right. you spray it onto the tar, okay. 
and then you then you, you let it sit for a little bit, then you start wiping away at it, or but, but when it's really caked on, you have to keep scrubbing over and over, <laughs> like three days worth of scrubbing. Almost like they're coming at night and adding more tar. It was almost like yeah. So that was that was my. Yeah. You were at the Emmys. I was at some at the. I was in the uh, nominated to win an award for scrubbing tar off of a car. But look, this is what I'm going to announce. This is the, look. This this show ain't going to be recognized in its own time. I get that. But you know what? There ha- isn't yet a podcasting hall of fame. So guess what, suckers? Tonight, I announce I am starting the Podcasting Hall of Fame. What do you think about that? The board of directors, me, Mike, Pat, again, not Dudio, Avalanche Bob helped me put the list together for the, for the board of directors. Oh yeah. You're not in the you're not in the thank yous on his album. Yeah, thanks for listening. You should check in. We do this show every Tuesday night, nine to midnight. Che- tune in sometime, Dudio. <laughs> it's called the Best Show. Bestshow.net. Thebestshow.net. Look it up some week. You check in. It's a fun show. It's like American Dad kind of. It's like American Dad crossed with Doctor Who. So I'm announcing the Podcasting Hall of Fame. Pat or do and Duty and or Duty. Can you can you get some sort of Twitter handle that said that would be like at like Podcast Hall of Fame or something? Some kind of thing that we can run the 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 uh, the uh, Hall of Fame from. And it's my honor to welcome to the Hall of Fame next week. The class of 2017 inductees will be announced. (laughs) Oh, no, there'll be statues. There'll be speeches, statues. Oh, it's going to be a whole thing. Podcast Hall of Fame. Get ready. You got to take control of the thing. So I'm going to be running, I'm going to be doing well with uh, two things. If there's any sort of tar, tar, scrubbing tar off of a car based award ceremony, I should definitely be a part of that. And I'm also running the podcast hall of fame. Wait, there actually is an Academy of Podcasters. Hold on. Academy of Podcast. What the hell is this? Look at this. Academy of Pod. This is more fraudulent than the thing I was just saying that I, I came up with 40 minutes ago before the show started. Look at this. Please help us honor the current and previous inductees into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame. Coverville. What? The Bitterest Pill. Dan Class. Oh, jeepers. 
live streaming pros. Rob Greenville. You know what, though? They call their thing, what, they call it the Academy of Podcasters? Our thing is now called um, Podcast Hall of, um, not Heroes, what do you think? Champions? No. What's that? No, not dignitaries. It sounds like you're a visiting official for the Hall of Fame. Um, throw U.S. in there, maybe, right? The U.S. Podcasting Hall of Fame, or the Podcast HOF U.S. or U.S. Podcast HOF. Next week, I will announce the inductees. Maybe Hamburger Man. And look, I'm going to say this. I've been pretty hard on these hamburg this thing Hamburger Men, the show that goes on. Uh, the, first of all, these two guys uh, have more money than God they've made from their show. Their thing could not be more successful. It's two guys named Mark who both review like fast food chains. Each episode is two hours long of them reviewing like... And look, it's, I'll say this. I, t- I tease them. I started listening to this thing. I like it. I like the show. I like it. It's a good show. They're funny guys. The two Marks. Very funny guys. The one guy talks like this and is always uh, like just complaining about things. And then the other guy talks like this and is like, uh, and said, uh, and they do that thing. They don't do that thing on podcasts where you get like, where the two, the two hosts announce themselves. Be like, You ever hear when anybody, the, the show hosted by a couple people, like the one guy will be like, my name is Brian and I'm like the other person has to do some sing songy second. And my name is Greg. No, they don't do that. But I was listening to it. Look, it's a good show. They had, I listened to one where they had this guy, Kyle Mooney on, who's on Saturday Night Live. Kyle Mooney. And they reviewed Shakey's Pizza. Good episodes. Very good episode. And, uh. I will say this though, they do need to calm down a little bit. Like I'm listening to it and they're just like, we, uh, we went to Shakey's Pizza and then we're, we ordered our food, uh, the pizza and it was taking a while for it to show up. So then the other guy, the other Mark is just like, so then we started waving the number, our, our, our table number around to the, to get the, like the server's attention. Calm down. They're going to bring you pizza, guys. Calm down. You're worried. Oh, we forgot about your order. Don't worry. They know what they're doing at Shakey's. Toughen up. Time to reinstate the draft for some of these podcasters. Send them to combat. Toughen them up a little bit. Soft. They're all soft. Not that I've been in combat. I certainly haven't. 
and I would be the first to fold like a cheap camera. But seriously, you, you go to the thing, just wait, just wait, just bring your food. And then the other guy kept saying viscous a lot. One of the two marks was just like talking about salad dressings, just talking about how viscous the salad dressing was. I almost uh, true up when I heard it. It's disgusting. Viscous. Wait, what are you get? You trying to get a tax uh, a tax deduction on on your thesaurus by using it on the show? But look, it's a good show. I'm giving it the best show seal of approval. And I will also offer, I will appear on the show if they want me. I would appear on the show. They, of course, they have to pay the fee, $32,000 performance uh, fee plus uh, travel and expenses for me and my entourage. But yes, I I would uh, make an appearance on Hamburger Men. I don't know, man. You think about it. You know what I don't want to end up like, Mike? I was thinking about it. It's like, yeah, look, maybe, maybe, uh, the, 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 this, this, maybe things don't add up in, in this, uh, lifetime. Well, who cares? I do a show. Uh, people love it. I love doing it. That's what matters. But look, does anybody, does it, does anybody else notice? I don't know. I don't care. You know, I just don't want to end up like Del Close. Like that loser. The teacher. Giving advice. Giving advice to millionaires. People go and take the advice and t- turn it into money. Oh, please don't let me be that. I don't want to be Del Close. Please don't let me be like that. Oh, I don't want to be that. But you know what? I'm going to keep it going. So we do with a smile. Because I'm lucky to have this. I, I do in all seriousness. I appreciate it. I'm lucky that this is a great thing. Come here every Tuesday night. I'm guaranteed to see Mike and Dudio and Pat. They're smiling faces. And in the call avalanche, Bob calling in. And the guy from Japan who's mad that. Wait, why am I still doing this show? But am I listing the reasons to stop or to keep going? I can't. All right. But you know, it was a nice thing. I went to Boston to see my friend Josh. He's the organist for the Boston Red Sox. And he was like, come on up. Come on up. Come to a game. Watch the game. Have uh, fun seeing the Boston Red Sox play. So I go up. I've never made, it took me you know, a couple of years, few years to get up there. He's always generously offering. So I finally make it happen, get in the car on Wednesday, drive up to go to the Thursday uh, day game. They had a day game on Thursday where they played the Oakland Athletics. So I drive up, get a later start than I wanted, hit some traffic. And now I'm staying, I booked the thing relatively late, so where am I staying? I didn't feel like paying $550 for a one night. Uh, that's just me though, you know. I don't know. 
I'm weird. I'm weird like that. I didn't feel like paying, uh, what for a lot of people is uh, a rent or two months of car payments for one night in a hotel that I was getting to late by myself. So I ended up staying in uh, a fun, fun adjoining town called Quincy. Boy, this place is charming. And I think it's called Quincy because the last time anything was updated in this town is when the show Quincy was on the air. I think that's how long it's been since anything was uh, was uh, altered at the Quincy Best Western. I think they're keeping it that way like in to preserve it so that they could film they could rent it out to film productions that need to shoot a show from 1976 era Boston. They're ever going to shoot the Friends of Eddie Coyle 2. It's one from Mike. Right, Mike? We get it. Right? You imagine when Robert Mitchum showed up to Boston and do that thing? Imagine what that must have been like. Bonafide movie star. Hanging out with trash. Because playing trash, he's playing trash. So he, he, he got himself into the world of trash. So uh, I'm staying there, and this uh, boy, this is a bad. If you ever, this is this uh, uh, best western in Quincy. This is uh, uh, Anton uh, uh, Churg from uh, from No Country for Old Men. If he was looking for someone, he'd be like, "I'll wait outside. I'll try to catch him when they leave." Like, instead of patrolling the hallways with his cow puncher, he'd be like, yeah, I'll just stay by the front door. I'll get, I'll, I'll catch up with them. Yeah. Kind of room where it's like, oh, I turned the, the bathroom light off and the TV went off. Like, it actually takes skill to wire it so that that happens. Like, that actually, if you wanted them to do that, that would be a hard thing to do. But they figured it out there. And when I was checking in, the guy behind the desk is just like, he's like, I got it. There's not a single hotel room in all of Boston. Like, he knew how bad this place was. He was, like, heading off complaints about it. There's nothing in the whole city. Everything's booked. See, I'm hungry. I'm like, what am I going to eat? I didn't want to eat at the hotel restaurant because it, it's, it, I've never smelled more. It smelled like, like, uh, the meat smell was running through the hotel. Like, they tried to have it like it had, like, a, it's a seafood place. It's like, well, why does it smell like steak? You do really moving that many surfing turfs, guys? So I get in the car. I'm like, let me find a fun local place that can really get a taste of 
like a Quincy Quincy life. So I end up naturally at Applebee's. And it was the food counterpart to my hotel. You know, you just a little thing. You could do a salad. Salad can exist without shredded cheese on it. Like it's not, it's like all these vegetables are so gross. Thank goodness they put shredded cheese on this. It's the only way I could choke this iceberg lettuce down. How are we doing on that podcast Hall of Fame? You got the account set up? What is it? I can't hear you. Bro. Would you pop your head in? Tell me if you could, please. Okay. All right. Yeah, so we're working on the Podcast Hall of Fame. I will. If I can't get my own thing going, because look. Is my thing in a free fall? I, by all uh, accounts, yes, it is. Uh, am I aff- afflicted with some sort of plague that makes me uh, unhirable? I think so. I think I must. I must be. It's the only uh, only reason I can think of. At US Podcast H O F. At US Podcast H O F. So people should follow on Twitter. US Pod. What's that now? U.S. Podcast H.O.F. Yeah. Yeah, so I ate at this... Uh... Everything seems to be coated in some sort of like... Like like corn cornflake breading. Then we go to the game, though. It's like night and day. Go to this game. It's a blast. The greatest. Great game. Great day. And I get there, Mike. I go with my friend Jake. And, uh... Josh is playing all these songs. He played, uh... First thing I hear, Mike, Bad Company. Plays Bad Company. Then he plays some Big Dipper. All going out together. Played uh, Galaxy 500. Played all my favorites. Abba. He played a giant dog. greatest what a special day and you know what I'll take this over the other thing I'm fine keep it going that's what I do with a smile I keep it going just like Haven Hamilton Mike 
in this fun movie I'm watching Nashville. Final, okay, let's check that final 15, 20 minutes out tonight. Let's see what happens. So yeah, so it's a great game. It's fun to see and the thing and the songs and the whole thing. And and then uh, I'm sitting in the seat and I, I, uh, I'm like wearing a, you know, I was dressed in the traditional Red Sox colors, gray and black. Then finally I'm like, I'm buying a t- I, I go in to go buy a t-shirt. I'm, so I get a, t- a t-shirt that says Fenway Park on it because it was hot. And I'm sitting across the aisle, uh, the the row. It's this guy wearing a shirt. It's a, it's a number fifteen. You know what it said on the back of the name? Laser Show. And I guess that's the nickname, Justin Pedroia's nickname, Laser Show. Because like well, that's a pretty good nickname, Laser Show. Wish I had a nickname like Laser Show. But the way things are around here, you'd think my nickname was, uh, I'm sick of pizza. Can we get something other than pizza tonight? Did you guys order anything? Not yet. Strategizing. These guys, I bought, uh, cars quicker than you guys get pizza. What, what, what are you looking at? Are you shorting it? Are you shorting the pizza market? Are you waiting for the, the, the Tokyo to declare, uh, see where Tokyo opens with pizza? And that a giant dog, I saw them at the, the rough trade store in, uh, Brooklyn last week. We took the show off, uh, Tuesday and did it one night early on, on Monday last week. So that, uh, I could go to the, the show in Brooklyn. Simon Doom, a giant dog. So great. Simon Doom was great. And happy birthday to Simon Doom, by the way, my friend Simon. Happy birthday to him. Um. So then, uh, people are like, his show is so great. Simon Doom was great. Giant dog were great. It's like, yeah, I know. What, you think I'm messing around here? Saying a joke? You think this is a practical joke? No. It's the best. Then we get a tour of, uh, of Josh shows us around. It's a beautiful old uh, base baseball stadium at the Fenway Park. Really a, a great day. And that's what I'll take. I'll take that every time. I'll take that every time.
Because it's stupid stuff. You can't get caught up in the stupid stuff. I can't get caught up in the stupid stuff anymore. I mean, just here to make stuff. All, all, all Tommy wants to do is make stuff, guys. That's all he wants to do. Best show, hi. Really a, a great day. Hi, Tom. This is uh, Marcel from our, uh, Durham. Marcel from Durham, formerly of Orlando. Yeah. Currently of Durham. Correct. To what do I have the pleasure of this call, Marcel? Uh, well, I have something for the topic, the angriest people. Yes. What do you have? Um, I think you have to include Maynard James Keenan from Tool. Really? He's just an angry. I don't. I don't know what he's so angry about. I don't know how much Tool you've listened to, but like their music, all their. It's. He's an angry man. And I don't know why, and it's like an adolescent anger. And he's like fifty. Like that band. That band. That, that never did it for me. <laughs> I don't. That's just like. What was I missing with that? Tool. Well, it's like if the well, it's like if Nine Inch wanna, Nails is a dumb yeah. if if Nine Inch Nails was a the dumb Beatles, then Tool was the dumb Rolling Stones. Right. Right. And they have a lot of dumb songs. Like usually, Maynard his lyrics is is about like one of the songs is about like all of Los Angeles drowning. And he has songs about how much he hates his fans, and they have weird. Wait, tell me more have, about that song. Wait, hold on. Back? No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> no. But they have these uh, these very like adolescent, just like edgy names like um, "Hooker with a Penis" and "Jerk Off." Wait, this and, is. What do you think this is now? Uh, th- this these is not are the, the mic. Get off my phone. This is not the Mike show. Just because we're, just because we're 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 in this era where they post uh, Andrew Dice Clay, Kevin Corrigan, John Spencer, run, doesn't mean that the new baseline's been set. Got this guy calling up, just thinking it's uh, normal now. You think there's a bus station? No, it's not. You're out of here. Hey, Mike, mark this down. Marcel. Is that his name, right? Suspended for 118 months. Okay? Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, yes. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, Joe calling from Eatontown, New Jersey. How are you? I'm good, Joe. What's going on tonight? I uh, a couple of things. I had one for the topic. I don't know if you're doing that yet, and I had one oh. uh, non-topic related. We're in. We're in, buddy. You do what you want to do. What's non-topic related, real quick? Um, I was going to say with the, the passing of uh, Frank Vincent this week, if you had any uh, favorite Phil Leotardo uh, moments from The Sopranos. Yeah, when his head got smushed. It's the greatest <laughs> moment in all of television history. <laughs> It's yeah, the greatest, no. single greatest death in television history. Uh, Frank Vincent passed away. The guy who played Phil Leotardo in the final couple seasons of The Sopranos. Great, right, Mike? Has there ever been a greater death than an SUV rolls over his head? 
It's nuts. It's nuts. And that's, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's not, it's, uh, he, he, he got it. He, he had a couple great screen deaths in Goodfellas when he got stomped. Right? Pesci, right? Yeah, but then De Niro's also smooshing him with those heels. That's true, yeah. Yeah. With, uh, with, uh, the, the song, uh, what's playing? Atlantis. By, uh. Billy Bats, right? You knew it was Billy Bats. What are you asking me for? <laughs> Stop acting like you don't know. Billy Bats, right? I think that was his name. <laughs> you know what his name. You watched the movie 800 times. I think his name was Billy Bats? <laughs> you phony. I heard sorry, like, Billy Bats, right? <laughs> Joe, it's a nice moment. It's a nice moment. It's a nice moment. You're being you're being you're you're being kind is what you're doing. You weren't you weren't uh good fella splaining to me. Oh, right. I would never want to do that to you, Don. Well, you realize his name was Billy Bats, actually, and uh, he had just gotten out of prison. Is the whole thing because, uh, and he remembered uh, Joe Pesci's character, who was Tommy, I think, uh, had a shine box. He was a uh, he, he he would shine uh, the other guy's shoes, and uh, but Tommy didn't want to be known as the 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 kid with the shine box anymore, so he would. Uh, it's a great offense when uh, Billy Bat. I think it was Billy Bats, right? When he said, uh, <laughs> "Go get your bleep and shine box." <laughs> so, uh, what would you think of this, Joe? Would you see this movie? Bayonne. He stepped right on the line. Oh, you're killing me, Bayonne fellas. I would see that, right? Yeah. Bayonne fellas. Opening scene. Shot from inside a trunk, right? Trunk flies okay. open, just like in Goodfellas. With the trunk. Except it's the it's in the Dwayne Reed parking lot. And then okay. a DCAP mic in a full full suit, like a pinstripe suit. And he goes, Yeah, I'm looking. Do you have mother yet? Do you have it? He's trying to buy it on a bootleg DVD of it and mother. Well, it's got an exclamation point, so it's mother! Bayonne, fellas. So who do you got for the list? What do you got for the list? Who do I got for the list? Uh, uh, I don't know if he's been brought up yet, but I was going to nominate Richard Dreyfuss. Richard Dreyfus is one of the great screen tempers of all time. Right, Pat? And, and I had... 31. I had, I had a quick Dreyfus story, too, by the way, my friend, if you, if you had time. Oh, by all means. It's, so the floor is yours, my friend. Okay. So my, my friend is a huge What About Bob fan. Yes. And uh, you noticed that uh, Richard Dreyfus was appearing at one of these New Jersey... Uh, horror conventions because he was in Jaws and uh, he was doing a signing uh, for some, you know, whatever his charity is. So my friend has this big... Yeah, I think it might be called the Richard Dreyfus Fund. Uh, yes. The well, charity that, that might be called Richard Dreyfus Owns a Few Houses. 
Yeah. And those these mortgage payments ain't going away anytime soon. Fund. <laughs> well, that 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 that's actually a prescient comment because I think it's going to play into the way the story ends. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, so he he my friend waits online at this signing. He's got this poster, this big movie poster, you know, signed by Bill Murray. He's going to get Dreyfus's signature. He waits an hour online. He gets up to Dreyfus and he hands him the poster. And Richard Dreyfus says. Oh no, I'm not signing anything with that man's name on it. And he points to Bill Murray's name. <laughs> and my friend says, This is for charity. This is for your charity. You're not gonna you're not gonna sign just because Bill Murray's name is on it. And Richard Dreyfus says to him, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take your poster, I'll whip Bill Murray's name out of it, and then I'll sign it. But you wouldn't like that, would you? Twenty one, move him up. Move him up. That was that one story just moved Richard Dreyfus ten points on the list. Great call, buddy. Thank you very much, Tom. Have a great night. Five stars for you tonight. Five stars. Uh, You've made my evening, Tom. Thank you. It's been a been a very hard week, so you made my night. Hard week, hard month, hard year, hard life. Hard everything. Thank you. Yeah. Going back to the old days. Not these new days. You got the one guy, you the J-O and the... Th-. Like, don't get so comfortable with it. Way too comfortable. We are talking about the 50 angriest people. That's the list we're working on tonight. 201-332-3484. Best show, hi. Tell you who's not angry. Me. Hey, Tom, it's Milt. Hi, Milt. How's it going? It's 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 going all right. Good. Getting real crisp out there. You know, uh, I feel like fall is is almost here, isn't it? Yeah, fall's uh, right around the corner, Milt. You know, I really enjoy fall. I, I, I'm unlike a lot of people. I know a lot of people love the spring and the summer and... I just love the sights and the smells of, of fall. Oh, sure, some might see fall as, as the end of, of summer and, and the beginning of winter, and, and some might say that winter signifies death. But, you know, I, for one, I feel like um, it's conceivable. I just want to say the, this is... Uh, the earth is taking a nap. This is my brother-in-law, during, um, Milt. During the fall. He's married to my sister, Cheyenne. And, and it basically needs time to rejuvenate. I mean, look, and it's got these, he's an all right. All this time to rest. Milton's an all right guy. Enjoy it I don't want to get the wrong impression. When it becomes spring and but summer, like, you know, in, in April or May. Or he's one of these guys who he's like, and he's so, always you know, like so happy about, about everything. That, that I love. And it's always like he always I mean, is saying like, I, I love it's all good though. Like that kind, when any kind of strife or struggles happening. And, um, you know, I got to just say, I kind of have a hard time trusting anybody who is, like, not phased by things in life, you know. I, I, I love all the drinks they have, but I, I, I especially like uh, Starbucks new stuff like the spiced pumpkin latte. Uh, Cheyenne, of course, loves the salted caramel mocha, you know, but it's all good, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, those those are all great drinks, uh, Milt. 
I also love the fall food that Starbucks has to offer. Um, my favorites are, if I had to pick three, my, my favorites are the pumpkin cheesecake. I love the pumpkin iced cookie. And also, they've got this new spiced pumpkin. Hey, hey Milt, I'm, I'm, look, I appreciate you calling and, you know, but um, is there anything other than the Starbucks fall menu that you wanted to talk about? Oh, um... Yeah, sure. Um, oh, I um, have you been watching the Ken Burns Vietnam series on PBS, the documentary? Um, no, uh, Milt, I haven't been watching it. Oh, it's it's very powerful so far. My only criticism is that um, they haven't played Jimi Hendrix's version of All Along the Watchtower yet. Yeah, because that song seems to be in literally anything that has to do with Vietnam. Yeah, it's the best Vietnam War song. That's why he wrote it. That's why, well, Bob Dylan wrote it. Yeah, I think he 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 knew that the Vietnam War was going to be was going to be really popular. That it would and, just and big. Uh huh. Yeah. So he knew that. So the two of them knew. Jimi Hendrix and Bob Dylan both knew that this song would look really uh, commanding over the top of like footage of like bombs going off and stuff like dun 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, I didn't. I never thought that they were so so uh, aware of it. But they were very forward thinkers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I tell you, I'm just glad they got Peter Coyote, Earth's only narrator, to narrate the thing. I mean, nobody else could possibly do it, and I think we can all agree on that. You know, it's all good though. On on Peter Peter Coyote. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? I guess everybody. What's what does it imply? He's bringing all this wisdom to a thing. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the king of it. I have I have sixty five audiobooks, and he narrates sixty of them. <laughs> uh, just of him reading these things. Yes. Yeah. He just has that commanding presence. I guess. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 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 He's half coyote. What's that? He's half coyote. Peter Coyote is half. I, I don't know if that's true. I think he's. He, uh, uh, I think he is. Yeah. I think he's a hundred percent human. Actually, I don't know. We could argue about that all night. Probably. Yeah, but you it's all probably. Good, I'm sure you could, Milt. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting about these Ken Burns documentaries? What's that, Milt? When they they read those letters home from soldiers. Yeah. And I'll tell you the ones from the, in the Civil War one. They're so poetic. Hmm. They are like, you know, like just, uh, like one would be something like, uh, my dearest Eloise, or General Grant may have my weary broken body in his sights, but I shall not give up the cause until I taste your sweet kiss once again as we walk through the streets of our beloved Charleston, your eternal love, Jessup. And those were the guys that didn't even go to school. Yeah, very. That's how they talked back then, I guess. Very, very formal and 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 proper. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, even the letters um, home from these soldiers in in this Vietnam one are, are pretty eloquent, you know. Okay. And uh, but it gets you thinking when yeah. we see documentaries about about now, and they have correspondence between. People now, is it going to be something like, I don't know, like, uh, dudes up, 
was on my way to see Zach Brown, bro, but I pounded so much dew I needed to take a squeeze real bad, bro. Pulled into a Mickey D's and you're never going to believe this, bro, but they totally have McRibs again. Later, bro, Connor. Is it going to be like that? I guess it will be, and I guess instead of... Bill, instead of them showing like a letter in the things, like scrolling across mm-hmm. the graphic, I guess they'll just show like f- phones. I guess, yeah. It'll just be like the camera will longingly pan across an iPhone seven. I, I I don't see how that's not how it's going to go. I mean, it's it's laughable, but you know, it's probably it's probably true. You know, but but you know, you have to have to look at it this way. Things change, time changes, you know, it's all good. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. I, it is all good, Milt. Oh, hey. We've reached our cruising altitude of 20,000 feet. Skies are clear, and it looks like we'll actually be landing in Cincinnati about 25 minutes early. We thank you for choosing to fly with United. Hope you have a great day. <laughs> what, what, is, what is that? Well, Are you you serious? Doing? Yeah, well, I have no idea what you're doing. Crack the internet much? It don't sound like you do. It's talk like a pilot day. Talk. Uh, over to the left is the Grand Canyon, and uh, for those of you on the right, if you look real hard, you can see the St. Louis Arch. Uh, it is, of course, the gateway to the Pleasure Dome. Uh-huh. Hey, Milt. <laughs> I could do uh, that all night. I'm sure you could, Milt. Um, but it's talk like a pirate day. Not what? Not um, like a pilot. Talk like a pirate. They what? Like, like you talk like Kent Tacoldy or Willie Stargell or Dave Parker or Manny Sangian? No, not like a get Pittsburgh it. pirate. Oh, um, like a like a, a sea a seafaring pilot. Yeah. Oh, like uh. Like, you better hand me those doubloons, see, or uh, I'm gonna. Okay, Put that's, this musket ball in your behind and throw you overboard, see? And then as I, you're doing it, you're flicking that big cigar. The words you're saying are spot on. Right. Mus- musket and doubloomed and, yeah. and, but I feel like you're doing, that sounds just like a, like a, like a 30s mob guy. Isn't that, I thought, I don't know. Uh-huh. Are you sure you're going to talk like that? That pirates talk like, I'm pretty sure. Look, Sean, you're going to walk the plank, see? No, that's not. Uh, no. That's, well, I don't know what to say. Yeah, this has actually been a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Getting to talk to you on on the best show. Sure. Uh-huh. I, I've never actually heard the show before. You know, Cheyenne always told me not to listen to the show because you just basically complain about food or you talk about candy bars, which you did do a lot of already tonight. But she also told me not to listen to it because she pl- you play what she calls maniac music. Maniac music. That, yeah, there's one band one. specifically she said that you always play. They're called the Giant Dogs, and they're very offensive. It's like porno rock. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. that's not true, first of all. They're a rock group. Um, but also, Cheyenne is one to talk. Like, her musical taste is very, very odd. I mean, like, I remember when we were kids, like I'd play any kind of rock music, and she would really—it would drive her up the wall because the only thing she wanted to hear, and the only thing I remember her liking or playing was that song "Music Box Dancer." 
Oh, yeah. what's funny, she still listens to that every morning when she's doing her thousand push-ups at the foot of the bed. She listens to Music Box Dancer by Frank Mills. Over and over. And, and she does fast push-ups, but it plays for at least plays at least 30 times. Uh-huh. It's haunting me. And you think it's going to be over? It's a quick song, but it's, feel, it's like two minutes long. It feels five minutes at least. Yeah. It's, it's And it never ends. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, other than the music box dancer, all she listens to is New York Philharmonicus. But the New York Philharmonic? That's I didn't know she was uh, big on classical music. No, no, not, not the New York Philharmonic. New York Phil, the harmonicist. Why? Wait, New York... I don't know what New York Phil, the harmonicist, is. Yeah, he, he's, well, he's a guy named Phil, obviously, and uh, he's from New York, and he plays the harmonica. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, it's... I don't really like it at all. It's It's that thing where it's like... It's a guy who you know is not bluesy at all, has no no dirt under his nails. Yeah. But he's blowing harp. He would call it blowing harp, but he's not. He's basically just playing the harmonica, and there's, like, no real soul to it at all. Sure. It's just, yeah, yeah it's just like, it's like he's just technically okay. At or, best, yeah, and he's got this giant bushy mustache, and you can hear it in the harmonica. It's uh, really sick. I could, it's sick. Thro- I could throw up. Right, I know. Like thinking of hearing the harmonica, the the bristles running against. Yes, and 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 she has DVDs of his, and in the D, every, like after every song, he puts the harmonica he takes it out of his mouth and like you can hear it rub against oh, his God. mustache yeah, the worst and then then there, he puts it in this cup and it's like a it's a glass and you can see it you can see through it cause glass is clear <laughs> glass is clear nope. and he puts it in and it's so gross you could just see all the stuff in it yuck I don't want to that's brutal it is yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she buys all the CDs, and, and uh, uh-huh. you know, speaking of buying CDs, um, I, no, forget it. it, it it's been really good talking to you, Tom. I'll, no, I'll go. No, no, no. Well, go, go, ahead, go ahead with what you were going to say, Milt. Um, oh, jeez. Um, well, I don't know if you happen to hear about it, and I can't imagine anyone has sent you a link about it, but um, last week... Gene Simmons announced this thing where he's selling a vault full full of his demos, uh-huh. and it's ten CDs, and it's this cool coffee table book and a doll of his. It's kind of like the music version of that box set that uh, that guy put out as a favor to you and John. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, the um, the box set, uh, the vault sells for two thousand dollars. $2,000. Yeah, wow. yeah. And there's these two special experiences you can buy for extra. Mm-hmm. He's offering this producer experience where you get to sit in a recording studio with Gene and listen to unreleased songs that weren't good enough to even make the, the vault. And how, how much does that cost? That's $25,000. Oh, my God. That, that's insane. Well, he's also got this other package called the Home Experience. And with that, Gene comes to your house, and he stays for two hours, and he parties with you and 25 of your friends. Uh-huh. 
the home experience. Yes. And how, how much does the home experience cost? That's $50,000. Uh-huh. That nuts? Yeah, that's that it's really nuts. it's cool though. He 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 talks to your friends and he mingles with everybody. He play guitar if you have one there, and it even says he's going to be in full lozenge sucking mode the entire time. Uh-huh. And he's even promised to put aside his usual, you know, his palpable contempt for his non-hot, non-female fans and act like he's having a good time at the party. Uh, he seems so easygoing and so so comfortable. He does, yeah, very fun. It's easy for him to just cut, just to lower his guard. Yes, and I think he enjoys hanging out with his fans on, on a one-on-one basis, especially for two hours. Just hearing them, just for him to be in full listening mode. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, him just like not talking about himself and just caring about what his, his fans say. Yeah, as they, and it just and really going, uh-huh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. I work at, um, I, I work on a loading dock, Gene, and, yes. um, you know, um, I, I listen to your music a lot when I'm unloading those, yes. um, uh-huh. those giant canisters of toothpaste. Yes. And yes. I'm, I'm rolling them up the, uh, up that, uh, that ramp. Yes. And uh, I'll tell you, sometimes, you know, you get a, you get a, mm-hmm. a, a, a barrel that's, that's a little heavier, you know. They they average around five hundred pounds, Gene. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they're they're five hundred and twenty, and those are hard to get up the ramp. Sometimes they're they're less. Very interesting. It has been a, a treat getting to hear you talk about rolling toothpaste barrels up a hill, uh, right? a ramp, a ramp. I I think that's what it's it's probably like. It must be. I got to say though. I have what what kind of you know and what kind of idiot would would spend. $50,000 on a two-hour party with Gene Simmons. Hey, you shouldn't insult your own brother-in-law like that. That hurts. Wait, wait. You don't mean to say that you actually bought the $50,000 package. Well, it seemed like a really good idea at 3 a.m. Saturday morning after taking ecstasy, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Wait, you do you, you take ecstasy? Of course I do. But don't tell Cheyenne, please. She'd be very upset, and and I think she'd possibly divorce me. Yeah, well, Milt, I I gotta say, she's gonna divorce you for spending fifty thousand dollars on a Gene Simmons uh, party. You know, the, the more I think about, I I don't know what she'll be more upset about. That the man who wrote She's So European, Cadillac Dreams, and The Street Giveth and The Street Taketh Away is tromping around her house, or the fact that I spent all of Lennon and McCartney's college funds to get uh, him in our house. Yeah, I, I still can't believe that you named your kids Lennon and McCartney. Milt! Get off the couch! You know better than that! Or, or that you named your own your dog Milt also. That's a cool name, you know, but it's all good, though, right? Um, you know, Milt, actually, I got to say, it's not all good, because um, that was the college fund for for your kids. Like, what what are you going to do when that bill comes comes due? Well, that's, that's why I'm calling you. Uh-huh. Okay, um, Tom, if you could just find it in your heart to bless me with just one of your monthly checks, Cheyenne will never know that the college funds were gone. With what? What? One, a mo- mo- one of my monthly checks. 
Yeah. What, what, what monthly check is this? Your monk check. Look, I know you're too humble to talk about being the executive producer and the showrunner of the hit show Monk. Uh, yeah, okay, I never ran the show, and that ended seven years ago. What? That's yeah. impossible. Yeah, it, it ended a long time ago. No, I, I keep seeing new episodes. Of what? Monk. New episode. Yes. I, I, I have, what new episodes? Well, oh man, what are some of my recent favorites? Um, well, um, all right, there's one from season 18, which I loved. Mr. Monk and the Missing Gas Station. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll nutshell it for you. Captain Stoudemire's son, who's now running the police station, and, and his name's Captain Stoudemire Jr. He asked Monk to investigate the case of the gas station that's vanished in the middle of the night. But it turns out that the gas station was still there, but it was obscured by an invisibility ray. Uh-huh. Yeah, real yeah, the show's really taken a cool sci-fi turn. Yeah, it sounds like Great a real... Great job. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, you're like Chris Carter in a way. Oh, jeepers. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, and, and also, one of my favorites from season 19. Uh-huh. Mr. Monk and his 11th assistant. Okay. I love that one. Um, basically, after Monk's assistant Janet retires, Monk hires a new assistant named Betty. And he hires her just in, in the nick of time because her son, Clark, keeps getting his lunch stolen every day by a scary-looking criminal who's hovering around the schoolyard. Why would someone steal Clark's lunch? Yeah, real, well, real, real puzzle there. Huh? Right? Well, it turns out that the paper bags that the lunch is packed in are actually made out of diamonds. Ah, uh, okay. Another great job. Kudos to you, Tom. Um. Um. Oh, my favorite though is, is yeah. from uh, season twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Mr. Monk goes to Costco. Uh, all right. Monk gets a free membership to Costco, and so he he starts shopping at the store with his assistant Karen. She's new. Uh huh. And he gets freaked out by the the free food samples, and he eventually discovers a dead body near the pet food. Okay. And it, but it turns out that the person was killed by the manager of a BJ's wholesale, who's played by Gary Cole. And this episode is is famous because it, it's the one in which. Monk watches 25 minutes of the Big Bang Theory on a flat screen TV set up in the electronic section. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta say, Milt, I, I, I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Oh, come on. Look, you don't have to be ashamed of your vast wealth and status in the industry. I see all those Emmys on your mantle whenever we go over. Uh-huh. Well, those are uh, punt, pass, and kick trophies, Milt. And I, I don't have a lot of money. Oh, really? Well, not just anybody can afford motorcycles themed for each of the Pink Floyd albums, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well... I mean, I, it, 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 I, I, I've not talked about this on on the show before, but um, I, I, the only of the the only motorcycles from the from the album series that I have so far are uh, the covers of Umagama, the uh, Moore soundtrack, and uh, the Division Bell. Like, there's a lot of other bikes I need to get before I'd have all the Pink Floyd motorcycles. 
Well, I, I think you can certainly afford them. And, and look, what about the Progmobile? It, it, it must have cost a pretty penny to make a Ford Focus look like the creature on the cover of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's Tarkus album. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure, the, it wasn't cheap to do that. And it's Where one of the idea for that from the album cover Tarkus. Right. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty clear path to the idea. Okay. It's like, what if I could drive the Tarkus? And I did, uh, I mean, the one touch I'm most proud of is, um, the, uh, the, uh, there's an iPod welded right into the, the, the foundation of the, of the car that only plays Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. That's pretty cool. What's your favorite ELP song? My favorite ELP song, um, probably, uh, 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 probably, uh, Hoedown. Is it real long? Yeah, it's a, it's an Aaron Copeland song. So right there, it's a fun thing. It's a hundred years old. Okay. And it's super amped up. Okay. And, uh, indulgent. Everyone gets a chance to show off in the playing. Right. So it, but so it's kind of a race to see who can show off the most. Right. In, in, in an allotted amount of time, which is also not, when I say an allotted amount of time, does not mean a short amount of time. Right. Minute, they, they each have minutes at their own disposal. I have a question for you. Uh huh. Do you think they argued amongst themselves over who was going to wear what shirt on the cover of Love Beach? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was, uh, uh, that they were pretty, uh, hot and heavy about, about the, the image, about whose shirt was buttoned lower than the other. I think so. I, I, I would, I would bet they were very competitive. Very competitive. Big, uh, big Emerson, ego going, going on there. Emerson, All right, well, well, getting back to your, um, you know, your wealth. Uh huh. You, you, you're able to subscribe to Sirius. That's a, that's uh-huh. a big deal. Well, that's not the big deal. Anybody could subscribe to Sirius. Not me. Uh huh. Wait, how, you mean you can, you, you've had a job for, for years at, uh, 117 Flags over Newbridge. That's an amusement park job, which must be cool and pays and, right? That's gotta be a lot of fun. It's not fun. Why is it? Why not? Well, look, my my job at 117 Flags is fun adjacent. You know, I uh, all I do all day is I track the water pressure on that damn log flume. I never even leave my office. Uh huh. Yeah, and it doesn't pay that well. Okay. I make seven dollars an hour. Uh huh. Well. Yeah. yeah, Well, you know, Milt. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sorry that you're you're in the situation you're in, but I I really can't help you on this one. I mean, you, you're 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 gonna just have to kind of come clean and tell Cheyenne what you did. Oh, man. Hey, you know, I actually just remembered something on Sunday night. Um, I had fallen asleep on the couch. And I dreamt that you were like hovering over me, holding like a, I guess it would be like a machete. It was like the scariest dream I've ever had. 
Is, isn't that strange? I did not have a chance to tell you about the dream. No, that was me. Wait, you, <coughs> you were actually watching me sleep holding a machete? Yeah, but then you started talking in your sleep about some bully who was trying to steal your wacky packages, and I got scared and I ran off. So what were you going to do before that, though? To stab me? Well, look, I I figured if you got stabbed and if you bled out, then the insurance money would go to Cheyenne, and we could still put the kids through college, and we'd be on Easley Street. Uh Uh-huh. Well, first of all, it's it's Easy Street, not Easley Street. And, Mm. you know, if you had killed me the money's not going to go to you it's going to go to to my wife you're married yes i've been married for like 15 years now you know milt i gotta just say um i got um this is you cross the line with this and i i gotta just i gotta stand up to my stand up to you here and protect myself and my family and uh, I think I'm going to have to call the police on this one. You do it everything in this garage's history! In what, where, what garage? Yours! Hold on a second. You're in my garage right now. Yes! Well, get- and if you don't bring me a cashier's check for 50 large, I'm going to destroy everything in here. Milt, get out the of motorcycles, my- the Progmobile, the vintage wacky packages collection, the, the Clifford suit... All your John Wetton autographs, everything. All right, first of all, how how on earth did you get in my garage? Look, the security code is four digits. You have a Progmobile. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what those four digits might be. Yes, 2112. Get me that cashier's check! You know, I knew it with you. I knew it with you, Milt, from the second I met you and Cheyenne brought you in brought you to meet the family. I knew there was no way you were as laid back as you're always trying to put. It's all good, though. That stuff, I could see in your eyes you were nuts. Nuts? I'll show you nuts. You're going to show me nuts. Wait, what are, you, what are you doing? Milt, stop. Wait, what is that? What are you doing? Hey. Hey. Milt! Stop! Stop! That's my stuff! That's my stuff, Milt! Stop! No, I'm not gonna stop! Hey, wait. What's this thing that looks like a fake nuclear warhead? Milt, don't touch that. I'm serious. Don't touch that. Why did I buy uh, that warhead, first of all? I mean, look, it was at an estate sale. It was definitely priced to move, but uh, no good could ever come from that. 
But, you know, when you're a collector, you're a collector. You see a thing and you got to have it. I got the bug. What am I going to do? Oh. When Terry and Good and Poochie get back, man. They're out at a canine Nutrisystem promo event. I'm dead. They're both going to kill me. Thanks, Milt. You ruined everything. You ruined everything, Milt. Once again. Chook. Race. Race. The album is Around the House. Trouble in Mind Records. What a great label Trouble in Mind is. And that song is called Hard to Clean. And I send that out to the tar that was all over the side of my car. Because that tar was hard to clean. And I celebrate you, New Jersey road workers, for your shoddy cone placement along the highway. When it's nighttime, you gotta figure, guys. No one knows where you, you want people to go. I think everybody was like, I'm looking from an overhead view. Oh, it's sick. Thank you. Right, Mike? Sick. What's that? And getting sicker, just like the late, great Bob Grant used to say. It is sick and getting sicker. Let's be heard. And I also want to send out a shout out to a friend of the show, friend of, well, friend of Mike's more than a friend of the show, Craig Carton. Mike, uh, a good friend of Mike's, Craig Carton. It's a good guy having a little rough patch. You know, it's, you know, that's the thing about life. When good people have, are faced with, uh, challenges. When just like good people, when life throws curveballs at just great people, it's important to have friends in your corner. And Mike is a good friend to Craig Carton. And I know you and your pal are going to get through this, Mike. 
I say, you know, it's a when this guy Craig Carton got busted. He he's the morning man on WFAN. He got busted for for um. Well, what did he do? He, he created he had gambling debts allegedly. So he created a yeah a Ponzi scheme of concert tickets. And would get investors, and then he was taking the money to pay off gambling debts, uh, is what, what the charges allege, right? Is that correct? And when I heard that happened and he got arrested right before doing his show, the first thing I thought was, man, my father would have loved... My father hated Craig Carton so much. He, th- he thought he was the worst. Because he would hear him on like New Jersey 101.5. Because he used to have a show there. And my father was just like, I hate that. You ever hear that guy? That guy's the worst. Craig Carton. And then he moved to WFAN with Boomer. This guy Boomer, who's this football, this ball, like, he's like a loser of a football player, kind of, right? He was like, he went to the Super Bowl once, right? And he got his clock cleaned. But he's one of these guys, he just, he, he looks like a giant jar of mayonnaise. Him and Phil Sims, it's like, it's like two jars of mayonnaise. They're boring as they're they're as boring as mayonnaise. They look like mayonnaise. They're so boring, but yet these guys they can't they can't get enough jobs. These guys, these guys are batting jobs away left and right. This guy Boomer's like I had no idea this was going. It's like oh please, you tell me you're working the job like people didn't go hey uh. Boomer, I saw your buddy in the Atlantic City last night. Not looking so good. Looked like your buddy was uh your buddy was losing his uh losing his shirt there or his hoodie, I guess I should say. In his case. I've never saw anybody uh, the 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 two biggest proponents of hoodies in America right now are Sabrina from a giant dog and and Craig Carton. You'd think they were in the pocket of Big Hoodie. (laughs) But I've never saw a guy wear more hoodies than Craig Carton. Oh, he sucks. He sucks. He's, he's, uh, he's gonna have a hard time on this one. But don't worry, Mike, with, with a a friend like you in his corner, You'll get him through. You'll get him through the tough times. Right? When I was driving up to Boston, I listened to some of Mad Dog Radio on Siri, on satellite radio. I never heard a, a... Like... He was just... These, they just start arguments about anything. He's like... Moaning about the attendance of this, whatever, and then that's why he's like, "Bad job out of the Cleveland fans." 
They're not coming out. They don't come out to support the. They don't come out to support the Indians. Bad job from those fans. So it's good job and bad job. So then some guy calls in and goes, "Yeah, how many baseball games you go to this year, Mad Dog?" Yeah, he goes, "I'm gonna." He, the guy said, "I'm gonna say the over under is two and a half." For how many? You're yelling at fans for not going to games. How many did you go to? And then he he admitted he went to two baseball games this year. I like that Red Sox uh, game I went to. I like to, uh, did, did, what's his face? Laser machine. The laser show. You like him, Mike? Yeah, I saw that. I saw a laser show got hit in the face. Well, laser show. We're, we're thinking of you here on the best show. Two, two laser show from the best show. Show to show, we got your back, bro. Yeah. Good old laser show. I start rooting for them now. How's the leg room? Not great. Not great. Built for people a hundred years ago. But you know, what do you do? You slide your legs over a little bit. You make do. It's fine. It was great. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. It's Stephen in Halifax calling. Oh, my goodness. Stephen in Halifax as I live and breathe. You, young man, are about to enter the best show pantheon of heroes. Not the, not the podcast, not the U.S. Podcast Hall of Fame. Mind you, you're about to enter the pantheon of greats because we talked a few weeks ago, you were going to interview Beach Boys legend Brian Wilson, right? Right, yes. And you were going to talk to him about all sorts of things and you, I said to you, please ask him about Pleasure Island the the album he had floated at one point that he was going to do a concept album called Pleasure Island. And what did you do? You asked him about Pleasure Island. I'm going to play the audio of it right now. You might not be able to hear this, but... Okay. I'm going to play 90 seconds of you talking to Brian Wilson about Pleasure Island. Now, this brings up a, a question, uh, you know, you've, in a couple of interviews over time, you, you talked about wanting to do a more rock and roll kind of record. Like, I, I, I today, I, well, I was listening to Pet Sounds, and then I was listening to Wild Honey, and then I was listening to No Peer Pressure, and, uh, and uh, you know, I was reading some, some old stories and some, from the past few years, and, and you talked about wanting to do more of a kind of a rock and roll record, because certainly that's a big part of your life growing up, listening to the radio, the magic transistor radio, as it was, and... Uh, 
you know, I, I remember reading about something uh, that uh, Tom Sharpley on The Best Show talked about, something called Pleasure Island that you said was going to be a rock and roll record. Now, that, that was a few years ago, but I don't know if that's something you want to return to, something stripped down and kind no, of... No, we're not going to do Pleasure Island, no. We're going to go on with our concerts. Oh, okay. But do you look forward to getting back into the studio at some point? Or Yeah, and at some point this year, I'm going to do a rock and roll album. Um, you know, originals, or are you going to revisit some of the favorite songs? Both. Originals and revisit both. Uh, I, 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 oddly enough, the first current Beach Boys record I picked up was 15 Big Ones, and uh, which was, that was a part of the whole Brian's Back uh, campaign, I believe, and, and there was right. great rock and roll songs on that one. So some, yeah. something along those lines, I guess. Yeah. Well, I like the Palisades Park and yes. Blue Hill. I liked it a lot. This brings up a a question. uh... Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You asked him about Pleasure Island, which has been haunting me for years. Yeah, Yeah. he says he doesn't believe in going back to old projects now. Wait, isn't he currently playing uh, Pet Sounds (laughs) every night? (laughs) Right? I guess that's how he pays the bills. Fine. You know what I'm going to do? First of all, Stephen... Thank you for that. Oh, it was my pleasure. Great job. Great job. Like I'm on sports radio now. Great job. <laughs> Great job out of Steven. Great job, Stephen from Alphax. Great job. Asking Brian Wilson about Pet Sounds. About uh, Pleasure Island. <laughs> you asked him about Pleasure Island, which was his concept album, which I guess he had said was about, like, did he ever say what it was about? Yeah, it was. it was kind of like a... Like a, an afternoon in the life of a couple of kids who were riding their bikes on this island, and it was about sort of adolescent nostalgia and and all that kind of stuff. It was like a like a dreamy summer afternoon thing, and they meet. I guess they meet some girls, and it was you know it was going to tell a story of an afternoon in the life of these kids. Are we sure he didn't? Um, he wasn't pitching it. <laughs> Stranger Things. Stranger Things. (laughs) So, uh, Stranger Things. But I'll say this. I'm going to say this right now. He's not going to do Pleasure Island. You know who is? Me. (laughs) I'm announcing. Big night for announcements. Pleasure the, the, the the podcast Hall of Fame. One of the things that will go on at the opening ceremony. Or at the induction ceremony, I'm going to perform a section of Tom Sharpling's Pleasure Island. A womp bum, a loo bump, a womp bamboo, tutti fruity, oh rude, a tutti fruity, oh rude. Isn't that like, is that the kind of songs he's going to do? Tutti fruity? Oh, on his new project? Yeah. Probably. (laughs) Oh, look. Chuck Berry. You talk to him. It was great. Did you talk about other interesting things, or was he a little checked out? He, well, he, he wasn't checked out, but he was fairly monosyllabic. Like, I, I, I sort of knew going in that he's not very chatty, especially not when he's doing these kind of promotional interviews. So I just, I just loaded up with questions, and I was trying to ask him about, you know, the show. Mostly he just wanted to talk about the show, mm-hmm. uh, which I went to on Saturday night and had a great time at. But... Um, you know, I was, I was asking about, like, you know, the getting some deep cuts in there. I made a request for Marcella. 
or Marcella from yeah. Carl and the Passions. And he said, no, we're not playing it. Well, he said he, he, said he loved that song and said it was a great song, mm-hmm. but uh, I think their set list is pretty well sealed. Should have asked him to play uh, Honkin' Down the Highway. <laughs> a Day in the Life of a Tree. Honkin', honkin' down the gosh darn highway. Well, Stephen, you did it, my friend. You're in the pantheon of greats. They can well, it was, never it was a real take pleasure. that away. It was, it was fun. I mean, it was fun to talk to him, even though it was, it wasn't exactly what I would call a conversation. It was just rapid fire questions, but I'm just glad I had enough to get through the allotted time. So. You did it. Great job, buddy. And thank you for honoring the best show. Thanks for the inspiration. Well, you have a grand evening, young man. Thanks, Tom. Oh, and maybe for the topic, I thought maybe I'd throw in some angry people. Who do you have? Uh, Well, the the very first name that came to mind was Bill Hicks. Is he angry? He's not the kind of angry I'm looking for for this. No? How about Van Morrison? Yeah, that's more what I'm looking for. Um... Four, 44, Van Morrison, please. Perfect. Great job. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. Best show, hi. Hello. Hey, sorry, sorry. I had to uh, unmute my phone. How's it going, Tom? Oh, that's okay. To whom am I speaking? This is Carter and Yardley. What's going on tonight? Carter and Yard. Where's Yardley? It's kind of right across the river from Trenton, where uh, Washington crossed the Delaware. We're like five minutes from a town called Washington's Crossing. Okay. So what's going on in Yardley tonight? <laughs> Nothing much. Just watched an American Horror Story. I, uh, I had one for the topic. What do you got? Uh, the original Angry American, Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Which one is he again? He had that song about sticking a boot up... Uh, Saddam Hussein's, you know what? Hmm. I'm going to put him at 49. I'm going to put him low, and I might bump him. I don't have much wow. of a feel for that one, though, but I get where you're coming from. Anyone really? else? All right. What else you got, Chief? Uh, well, someone already said Bob Knight. I had Russell Westbrook was uh, was pretty angry this season. Oh, he's not angry, though. He's putting on a game face. Uh, all right, well, all right. He's having a good time. You ever see him not right, right off the court? He's, he's laughing it up. He's having a good time. That's what it takes. Well, yeah, I got you. And yeah. I got to say this thing, this Kevin Durant. There's this guy, Kevin Durant, this basketball player. He's one of the best guys in basketball. And uh, he used to play with this guy, Russell Westbrook. And they were uh, the dynamic. Who's, who's yelling in the background there? Who is that? Sorry, sorry. I was kind of close to the TV. That's right. Who, oh, it's the TV? Yeah. What's on? Uh, it was American Horror Story. It was Sarah Paulson yelling. All right. Shut your TV off. Come on. Is that how you do it down there in Yardley? Uh, that is, yeah, I guess generally how we do it. We uh, we call into radio shows and then blast the TV as well. Yeah, a, diff- a different medium. You blast a completely different show on a different different uh, div- although the same thing a computer is a TV now and it's a radio also <laughs> you got that right so this guy Kevin Durant he uh, he's, he started off and he was such a fun guy he seemed like he was having a good time 
And then at some point he turned into the most thin-skinned player in the history of sports where he just moans about how everyone's against him. And then he did these, he, he's like every, he jumped ship. He went to this team. He, he was on the, oh, this Oklahoma City Thunder and they couldn't go all the way. They went to the finals one year, couldn't win the big thing, the big uh, championship. So then he like like a like a, a total uh chump uh just to, to win at any cost he went and joined the winningest team in the history of the NBA this this uh, ostensibly the second best player in the NBA went to the best team in in the in the the most winningest team in the history of the NBA he went and joined them so naturally they won they won everything so now he's like I got a championship it's like yeah no kidding you got one of course you got one. You're the, you're one of the top two player in the NBA. You jo- already joined the best team going. Oh, oh, and you guys won when you got together. Oh, what a shocker that was. What a, what a noble chance. Look, imagine if I did this suddenly. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go on comedy uh, bang bang. I'm taking the best show <laughs> on comedy bang bang. And suddenly I went right. there with what's this, uh, Scott, uh, uh, Dunker uh, auction men or something. What's that? Yeah, and I did the show with Scott Dunkelman, and that's Brian Dunkelman was the guy from American Idol. Well, it's like if you if you did comedy Scott bang bang and Hawkerman. you also brought Andy Kindler with you. It's got yeah. All of a sudden, I say, you know what? I'm bringing Hayes Davenport and Andy Kindler, and we're joining the featured lineup of comedy bang bang. And also, we're going to add Mark Marin as well. And now, oh, oh, it's the most popular podcast going. Oh, what a surprise. How'd that happen? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm here on my own island. Am I going to win a championship? I don't care. I tell you this. If I had a choice between winning a championship or making it to the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame a hundred times out of a hundred. I'm with you there. Championship. You look at some of these losers with champ. The, uh, what's his face? Said the, the the what's that dunce's name? You know the guy I'm talking about. I I bet you if I say what's that dunce's name, you could probably say this guy's name, um, very shortly. Uh, what's in? Who? No, it's a basketball. What's that dunce's name? Um, Clay Thompson. No. What's that dunce's name? Retired a few years ago. What's that dunce's uh, name? Oh, um, uh, retired a few years ago. Uh, uh, Kobe Bryant? No, these are great players. <laughs> you're naming. Yeah. What's that dunce's name? Brian Scalabrini is who I was thinking who of. Who the heck is Brian Scalabrini? Get off my phone. Yeah, anyone can win a championship if the cards, uh, uh, the things break your way, you win. Doesn't mean you're good or great. Hall of Fame every time over championship. Because of a championship. And look, we'll see. Will the best show make it into the podcasting Hall of Fame? We'll see next week when the, uh, when the 2017 inductees are announced for the U.S. Podcast Hall of Fame. We'll see. Fingers crossed. 
I also want to apologize uh, when I at the Giant Dog Show I met a uh, uh, very nice person, uh, Jennifer, uh, who's a, a singer, an opera singer, and I uh, called her Julia by accident. A thousand pardons. I don't know why that haunted me. Stupid, but still haunted me. Sorry, Jennifer. Best show. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is James calling from Brooklyn. James in Brooklyn. Do I know this, James? Uh, we actually met once in the subway. I don't know if you remember that. We met once in the subway. That sounds very sketchy. Well, it was, it was the week after uh, the election, after you had crashed your car. It was a Friday night. Probably the E-train, right? I was on the E-train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going uptown. Oh, that sounds even worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, you uh, crashed uh, your car, then you're riding the subway uptown? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, what's going on, James? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just had a quick one for the topic. Let's hear it. Um, Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Five. Five? Yeah. Just based on that one uh, voicemail alone? And just based on the whole thing. Number yeah. five. Yeah. You got that? Anyone else, James? Uh, no, that's it. All right, thanks for the call. Great job. Best show, hi. Hi. What's up? It's a call about a topic. Yeah, okay, you are. Welcome to the show. You're like a Thank real you. tough guy. Uh, are, you a t- are you a tough guy or are you nervous? Nervous. Nervous. Okay, fine. I'll uh, let's well, let's relax. What's your name? Um, Andy. Andy, how are you tonight, Andy? Doing well. Where are you calling from, Andy? Peoria, Illinois. How are things in Peoria? It's good. Weather's a little hot. Have you lived there your whole life? No. How long have you lived in Peoria? Uh, four years. And what what led to you moving to Peoria? Work. Work. How's work going? It's stressful. Stressful. It's but is it steady? You, you can count on it. Yep, we can count on it. Well, you know, sometimes that's what you, you take what you can get. You know what I mean? But you're you're there. Where'd you move from, Andy? Delaware. Delaware. That's that's a that's a move. That's a real move. Were you nervous about the move? Yeah, yeah. But you feel uh, halfway across the country. Yeah, you feel. But you feel like you're where you feel like you can uh, stick around for a while in in uh, Peoria. Yeah, well, life in the Midwest is hard, but it's a home. All right. Well, look. See, look at us now. Comfortable as can be. Old pals just chatting the night away. <laughs> so, Andy, what do you have something for the topic? Yes. What do you got? Uh, angriest people, Donovan. Who? Donovan. Donovan. I mean the 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 singer. Yeah, singer songwriter. Yes. Yeah, so Ang- angry about not getting credited for the psychedelic movement. He's pretty angry about it. I've I've seen him in things moaning about how he feels like he got jobbed 
on on uh, his his uh, the the credit he should be getting. Yeah, and I almost thought like he might not be angry but bitter, but no, he's, he's truly angry. I think he's still angry. We'll put him at forty four. Thank you, Andy. Great call, buddy. Thanks. Have a good night. You know you sound like a tough guy. You do know that, right? Uh, I'm not. You sound like Sorry, you, you across that way. Well, no, it just sounds like it sounds like a, like a, like a, you're not very impressed by me or the show, and like like I'm wasting your time somehow. You know what? I, I've been listening to the show forever, and I feel I feel like I'm at home. You know what, buddy? That means the world to me. Sure. Am I unemployable? Yeah. Uh, am I uh, some sort of plague on uh, the entertainment industry? Apparently. But does Andy and Peoria feels at home here? You know what? I'll take it. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Good night. Bye. You heard what I'm saying, right, Mike? Oh. Mike told him to splash some water in his face. I like that. I got some new Oreo flavors. You guys want to taste them? Don't look at what they are. Pack's half empty. Just opened it. Seems like these might be tampered with. Mike, you want to try one of these? The pack that was half empty as I opened it? I'm kidding. All right. Yeah, close your eyes. Reach. Reach into the package and take a cookie. All right, come on. Can't get a grip. Come on. There you go. Oh, you grabbed it. Just take the reaches and the only guy I ever saw he dismantled an Oreo cookie <laughs> reaching into the thing pulled out just oh. yuck. yuck yeah well the flavor isn't so bad it's the look yeah the look is gross yeah. how's the flavor though the flavor is actually when, when I don't look at it it's not that bad alright Pat you want to try one No, I got three different flavors. I got three different ones. Try this one, buddy. Don't look. Reach in and grab one. Reach in. There we go. Try it out. What flavor do you think yours was, Mike? It was blueberry, that's right. What do you think the flavor is? Mm, Clowns, I'll let Mike try it later. We'll do more of this. Yeah, and a good one. You like the Oreo cookie? Peshaw, hi. Best Hi, show. Tom. How are you? Hi. Welcome. Hi. This is uh, Steve calling from Illinois, or Chicago, Illinois, rather. What's up, Steve? Not too much. I uh, had something for the list. Let's hear it. 50 angriest right. people. Uh, I'd like to nominate Roger Ebert for the list. You mean, but you're going back to, like, prime old Roger Ebert. Yeah, Cisco and Ebert, Roger Ebert. Yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I get what you're going for, but I feel like 
his the things he went through transformed him to a degree that you can't. I can't picture him. I can't think of him that being. That's not the only version of Roger Ebert I can think of. Think of. I get what you're saying though, but uh, sure. Have you seen um? Have you seen that video of him and Gene just like going at it? Yeah. Oh no, I get exactly what you're saying. <laughs> ah, it's brutal. amazing. These two guys screaming screaming at each other about, about movies. And they were so much on each other's nerves that actually, you know, actually, they're not screaming at each other about movies. They're screaming at each other about each other. And movies happen to be the thing that brought them together. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, you could always tell there's like a little bit of, like they're trying to goad each other. And it yeah. just seems like a, a, a person who's not angry wouldn't act that way. Yeah. Well, give me someone else from Chicago. Let's think of someone else in Chicago, Steve, who's angry. Oh, jeez. Uh, Who else? Someone in Chicago who's angry. Everyone at Rahm Emanuel. How's that? Everyone is angry at Rahm Emanuel. Right? Uh, yeah, I would say yes. But you still like him. Uh, not, not a fan. You're still not on a fan. Team Rahm. Right? Who'd you rather hang out with, Rahm Emanuel or Rahm the Space Knight? Uh, I, I'm going to go Space Knight. Yeah, me too. Thank, Thank you, you for the choice. Of course, buddy. Thanks for the call. Best show. Hi. Oh, hi. Um, This is Mary from Lansdale, PA. Mary from Lansdale, PA. What's going on tonight, Mary? Well, um, two things. Um, I have one for the topic, and then I just have like kind of uh, 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 sort of a Oh, gosh. Um, uh, thank you, Sing, because of a road trip I took. So do you want the topic first or? Yeah, let's do, let's do the topic first. Topic first. Oh, okay. So when the um, topic went out, the first thing that popped into my head was Casey Kasem getting angry about the dead dog request. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, 39. All right. Cool. I'll take it. And what what's the trip you took? What's the road trip, Mary? Oh, okay. Um, so my husband and I went on this road trip to the south because we went to go see the eclipse, which was awesome and interesting. But um, because I had listened to an old episode of The Best Show when you were talking about being in Memphis, I convinced him to go with me to see the ducks at the Peabody Hotel. Yeah, yeah. And you did. It was awesome. It's great. They're cute, right? Yeah, it was adorable. They brought a little girl out to like lead the ducks, and oh man, it was great. Yeah, the duck master. Yeah, it was so cute. We got like my uh, my little cousin uh, plush duck from that, and you know we told like it was just great. Like there was like all these people like just sitting in this opulent hotel and waiting for the ducks, and I don't know, it was just a really awesome little side trip to our trip through the uh, the, the American South. That's fantastic, Mary. Thank you. That's that, that makes my night. Look. Cool. Again. Has has uh as uh, the uh, the television and movie industry as uh, as uh, some sort of as if they have uh, uh, conspired against me to to uh hire me? Yes, that's what it feels like. <laughs> but does it make me happy that you had a great vacation because of the best show? Yeah, that that uh, takes away some of the takes away all the all the sting and even makes it a little better. Thank you. Have awesome. a great night. Have a good night, Tom. Goodbye. 
You want to try another, another Oreo, Mike? Now you realize, Pat, that was an Oreo thin. All right, Mike, reach, reach in there. Oh, small. Yeah, that's why I said it's an Oreo thin. Feels small. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? I'm Paul from Toronto. Paul from Toronto. Who? What's going on tonight? Oh, you know, like I was just watching the baseball game and you know enjoying the nice weather and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple things for the topic. Let's hear it. All right. Uh, rapid fire. I got a couple. Okay. Former Toronto Mayor Rob Ford. He's more sad, though. It's sad to me. Um, Governor Chris Christie. Yeah, he definitely makes the list. Uh, he might go with number one, actually. Let's put Chris Christie at one. We might have to move him at some point if somebody beats him, but I don't know if anybody beats him. And I also got Noel Gallagher from um, Oasis. He's funny, though. And uh, also... Not very talented, but he's funny. Yeah, well, he's also very angry. And also uh, John Lydon from uh, Public... Or from Sex Pistols with Public Image. I mean, like, his autobiography was called Anger is an Energy, so, like... But did you ever see... You know what? He did a, he did, night, he did a so. butter commercial, which, which I think is a... Mitigating factor against anger. Butter is an energy. Butter is a perfect spread. I did see that picture on Instagram with you and Damien. Um, maybe you're doing a part two of, you know, his or not. I ran. I saw him before he left on his trip. He was uh, passing through town. I saw my friend Damien from Effed Up. Sweet guy, one of my favorite people. Love him. Love that guy. Yeah, he's 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 a treasure. Toronto hero. Toronto hero, yes, exactly. In a city where heroes abound. I'm not going to waste your time, uh, Tom. Yes. Thank you for talking to me. Of course, Chief. You're, You're one of the best. I'll, I'll, Take right. care. Have if a good night. If not the best, right? One of the best. If, okay. So anyway, this Kevin Durant, what he did this week was he started arguing. This guy, like, is the one of the best players going. And then some kid tweets at him. Like, hey, uh, I love I love you. Or like, hey, I respect you. But there's no other reason you left to go play with the Golden State Warriors other than to win a championship. So then he starts tweeting back at the kid. From this account, but he's talking in the third person. And he copped to this. He, like, he admitted. So he clearly was tweeting, he, he thought he was tweeting from like whatever burner Twitter account he has, where he would defend Kevin Durant, where he just tweets back from his own thing. Hey, KD, uh, KD had to leave. He didn't want to play for the coach, and that team sucked after Russ Westbrook. 
And then, but it just was like written as if he meant it to sound like it was coming from someone else. And then he put these new sneakers out that have like all the 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 bad things people say about him on them are like printed on the sneakers. It's the dumbest looking sneakers I've ever ever seen. Sneakers, these sneakers, they've uh, printed on them. Where is it? They're so stupid. He has like, on the bottom of the sneakers, arrogant, choked, doesn't care about fans, snake, soft, can't beat him, join him. Like written as if somebody wrote these in like a marker, weak, follower, blew a 3-1 lead. Like what is this dude doing? Then like on top, like written on, on the, the, that's written in black ink, on top like written is like. 2017 champs and like all the stats he put up it's like whoop de doo of course you did you were on the best team you joined the best team ever that's what happens look again he'll end up in the hall of fame but you know who else uh, fingers crossed I end up in the US podcasting hall of fame the announcement next week they are announcing the inductees to the class of 2017 and just fingers crossed I, I if I hear my name read next week I just I, I just I don't know what I'll do best show hi Hello. yes hi welcome to the best show this is Liz calling from Chicago. Liz from Chicago. What's up, Liz? Did you like hey, that Oreo, Mike? What did you think of that Oreo? Yeah, that was better. That was, <laughs> what flavor do you think that was? It was like uh, maybe coffee or something. Salted caramel. So, Liz, what's going on tonight? Uh, I just tuned in, so I might have somebody for the topic that you've already mentioned. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> Let's see. How about, and this is an oldie, so how about Valerie Solanas of the Scum Manifesto? That's a very angry person. Yeah, that was her whole identity is based on, uh... Fifteen. Ooh, hi. Yes. I like it. Well, she went around shooting <laughs> because she yeah. was made to not feel good. Right? Is that what happened? That's, yeah, yeah. She shot Andy Warhol. Yeah. And it's not fun. You know what I mean? You know how there's like that thing where it's, like, it's, it's like, yeah, she shot him. That's not good in any way. No matter how no. somebody makes you feel. Look, you don't think I feel like tra like people make me feel like trash every day? You don't think the entertainment industry, the HBO, what they did to me? But look, I keep it going. That's what you got to do. If you lose the perfect job, I'll keep it going. If you haven't been paid in a year, 
I'll keep it going. Go ahead. Now, here we go. So, who else do you have, uh, Liz? Anybody else? Um, Who else did I have? I'm I had somebody I'm, else. I'm serious. I'm doing good. I actually feel all right. I'm in an all right place. I don't know why. Maybe a part of me surrendered or just let go of certain stress and things. Maybe. I don't know. Go ahead. Well, you've got to do that. You've got to do that to just, like, deal with things, right? It's just... Yeah. Can't just be angry. No. You will be unproductive. Exactly. You'll get nowhere and just make yourself sick. Yes. Thank you, Liz. You're welcome. Bye. No, you have anything else? Anybody else? Uh, um, man. No. All right. Somebody just gave one of my earlier answers uh, uh, with Casey Kasem. That's good, though. That was a good thought. Yeah. All right. Thanks, yeah, Liz. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Best show. Hi. Hello, hi, welcome. Hey, Tom, this is uh, Brent from New Jersey. Ben from New Brent. Jersey. Who? Brett? Brent. Brent. Where in New Jersey are you calling from, Brent? I'm in Waldwick, New Jersey. Waldwick. Now, where's Waldwick? It's right around Ridgewood, Paramus. Ah, yes, yes. What's going on tonight, Brent? Not much. I got a couple for the topic. You ever go eat at the uh, Ikea up there? You ever just go to the Ikea just to eat? I've gone to the Ikea. I've gotten some meatballs. But, uh, you ever go in with no intent of buying anything other than food? No. I usually go so, to uh, that was a trick I like question. the names of the things there. Trick question. I just wanted to make sure you didn't do that because that would mean you have problems. <laughs> Food's not that good or that cheap. So who do you have for the list, Brent? The top um, 50. I got John McEnroe. John McEnroe, yes. Uh, uh, 28. Who else? I got um, your NBA guy, Quinn Snyder, the coach of the Jazz. Mm, I'm going to say oh, he's Bobby. He's the nastiest scowl I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm going to say Bobby Knight trumps Quinn <laughs> Snyder, though. Okay. Anyone else? And then uh, how about Joe Pesci himself in Goodfellas, Tommy DeVito? Well, that's a character, though. Yeah, but you named a character in the email, so I thought it was fair game. Wait, what character did I mention in the email? Uh, Willie from Alf. You're right. Yeah. Fair enough. Ah, you know what, though? I'm not putting him on it, though. (laughs) Sorry. Thank you. All right, one for three. Bye. Yeah, let's put uh, uh, Willie from Alf. Put him at eight, please. Eight. And then we will place Todd Chrisley shortly from Chrisley Knows Best. And from According to Chrisley, his smash hit talk show. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Ryan from Chicago. Ryan, what's going on in Chicago tonight? Uh, nothing much. Just kind of relaxing, enjoying the show. Um, I had a couple for the topic, and I had a little uh, interesting story about my weekend. Let's hear uh, the to- Let's hear the ones for the topic first. Okay, uh, so I have like a couple. Uh, one was uh, Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, it's a pretty good the- one. But is there a better baseball person than Tommy Lasorda? Earl Weaver, maybe. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Billy Martin. Um, I think Mike. 
I would say if you're going to do the Yankee organization, Billy Martin embodies the 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 blinding rage where he punch, what did he punch at a marshmallow salesman? Remember that? <laughs> Billy Martin three. Billy Martin goes in at three on the list. So I'm going to say um, he embodies baseball, not uh, not uh, Tommy Lasorda, because Tommy Lasorda also you just picture him just like. Talking about Nutrisystem. Oh yeah, right. Because even because his he he always wanted to be lovable in a way, and then he had a yeah. temper running underneath it. Billy Martin, his <laughs> charm was that he was a maniac. Like he he actively promoted <laughs> the fact that he was a psychopath. Like like his beer commercials were had a, a sense of menace running <laughs> underneath them. <laughs> Anybody else? That's right. Um, uh, I know earlier uh, with another caller from Chicago, you asked who from Chicago might be yes. the angriest or angry. Yeah. Uh, I thought of Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. Is he really that angry? Is he? Let's, I mean, I'm asking. I, I, I've always kind of read articles where like he's been angry-ish. I, I don't know. There's also that one picture of him at Disney World where he's just on like Thunder Mountain and he looks really displeased that he's even around. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I can't put Billy Corgan on a thing. Sorry. No Corgan. All right. That's fine. <laughs> so what? what's your story? What happened this weekend? So uh, I went to uh, Riot Fest this weekend. Uh, that happened. And uh, I originally wasn't going to go, and then my friend uh, managed to get me a press pass, and it happened to be a photo pass, but I'm not a photographer. <laughs> so was this a Mentos situation? Kind of, like yeah. This is, this is like, like almost a, famous this is, type thing. Yeah, this is like a Pat Byrne kind of deal. Pat always ends up in these things where it's like a Mentos commercial where he's carrying a, he picks up a cardboard box and walks in backwards to a thing and no one questions him. Right, Pat? It's very crafty in that way. Pat, you want to try this next Oreo? Third one. So guys, so you got, you went into this thing. You're not a photographer. You're at Riot Fest. Yeah. And so like, I, I did, Use the photography pass as, you know, I was allowed to. I got to go and, like, check out, like, the pit and be in front of the stage and everything like that. And day one was really cool. Um, day two was a lot more interesting, though, um, because I started my day off seeing an old college professor of mine. He's the bass player for the Mighty Mighty Bostons. Hold on a second. Wait, what school did you go to that the bass player in the Mighty Mighty Bostons is teaching at it? Uh, it's Linden State College in Vermont, but Boston they just renamed U. to like Northeastern Vermont University. And who did like the who does like the the uh, commencement thing? Was it what's his face from Dickie Barnett? <laughs> I wish. I want to tell you all. In life, it'll feel like you knock on wood sometimes. I want to tell you all that. Did you ever have a feeling? Did you ever have someone feel so sad that makes you feel a cry? <laughs> no! I never had to knock on wood. But I know someone who has. 
You know, I wonder if I could. <coughs> I never had to. I never knocked on wood. What a... Is that the worst singer on a hit record ever? Like, I mean, that's worse than when people say Bob Dylan can't sing. They're not wrong. But... <laughs> But yeah, that no, guy really, really can't. That guy, Bob Dylan's not trying to sing either. And well, sometimes he is, but he's like, he's trying. Bob Dylan is more concerned with being Bob Dylan than that clown in the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. It's funny you went to, to that he was one of your professors because the because uh, the the uh, the the guitar player in uh, uh, I, I actually studied underneath the guitar player in. Um, <laughs> In uh, what's the name of the band? Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have remembered his name. He actually was my the dean of my school. Imagine Martin Scorsese hearing that song, realizing he's that's a perfect song for Departed. It's gonna be in the like, and people in Boston just like. Really? You're gonna put that I on actually, the thing? We all. Know. I actually grew up in Massachusetts, and I could not go a day after that song came out without hearing it. So. You know the rat from that movie? He actually works at the hotel I stayed at. Oh yeah, the rat. He's actually a, a bellhop. <laughs> Quincy, Quincy, Quin Massachusetts. What a town. Quincy's an interesting town. Yeah. What a town. I was so tired, I'm just like, look, and I know there were places in the town that were like other f types of food and things. It looked like they had a lot of like, like Thai food maybe? Was there a lot of, uh, lo uh, like a lot of Asian? Is, yeah, like, is I remember this... there was like a fair amount of um, like Vietnamese. Yes. Like, I remember seeing like a lot of pho. And I was just like, I'm so tired. I don't know I, the park. There were no parking spots. I'm like, I don't know where to, is a good place versus a bad place. I'm, I just want to go back and fall asleep. Fine, let's go to Applebee's. At least I know I can just get a salad, and it comes back. It's got shredded cheese all over it. It's like, it's like the world we're in now. That you have to say, oh, hey, can you not put shredded cheese all over my salad, please? Like how's that, how is that? Cheese on salads. How is that like a? How is that like a request? Shouldn't you have to? Shouldn't you have to shamefully ask them to put cheese on your salad <laughs> to make you sound like an animal? Can you put yeah. cheese on my salad, please. Like if no one would say it out loud, because it sounds so sinful and ridiculous to say, "I'd like to get cheese on my salad, please." Everybody would roll with there not being cheese on the salad if you had to ask for it. But when you have to, you have to remember to ask not to put cheese. Oh. And they had this yeah. dumb, they had this dumb thing where you ordered from a screen on the table, but you could only order certain things. And it was like so dumb. It's like such a, such I, a weird overthinking of a, of it's like a miniature screen on the table that, cause I, I show up to the table, guys like, so did you put your order in yet? I'm like, no, I kind of was waiting for you to come to the table and take it the way every restaurant ever has worked through all of history. I didn't realize you were looped out of this experience. That the server was looped out of this now. That he just reads what I punch in on the screen and brings it over to me. 
So I'm just like, yeah, well, no, I wanted to order. And then I ordered the stuff, with, and he forgets my drink. My like, I was like, can I get a seltzer water? And he brings over. He's like, okay, here's your salad. And then I realize, then I'm like, hey, can I get my uh, seltzer? He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and he comes back ten minutes later. Where, where'd you go for that thing? Would you get a bike pump and you pump the uh, the CO2 into it? You're like, what, what could take that long? It's the fastest thing that any bar can crank out. S- soda water. It's, it's, it's the absence of everything else except water and CO2. Yeah. Ten minutes. Oh, here's that seltzer for you. So sorry. Yeah. I tried choking this cheese salad down. Uh, I couldn't go. I couldn't finish it. Then I ordered some dumb app from the thing after the fact because I noticed it was like after nine, the apps are half price. And as I was doing it, I'm saying to myself, I would bet, I'll bet everything I got. This shows up on the, on the, on the receipt as full price. I'll bet, I would, I just knew it. It's like if there was a, if there was a way for me to bet on that, I would have slid everything in on that. You would have gone full red. Yeah. And then, yeah, I would have slid it all. Then the receipt naturally shows up. It gives me the check. Eight ninety five for the, it's like, hey, this is supposed to be, uh, half price after nine. Well, let me check and make sure that's the actual price. Yeah. Why don't you check that? Make sure it's not a $17 app <laughs> that they, he's like, oh, I don't think they, I don't think this is the half price uh, on it, but let me double check on that. Yeah, well, I can I can tell you right now, I wouldn't have ordered a seventeen dollar app. So no, they, they didn't take it oh, off. Is, was this the three star Michelin, Applebee's, and Quincy? Was that why they had a seventeen dollar appetizer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just you know I go to the fanciest Applebee's everywhere. You know me. Oh. You gotta go top dollar, you know. You, you you have the best show, and you go to the best restaurant. I tell you, I've been hitting this streak now. Another thing I bet on: if I could, hit, if I if I touch another menu that's got food inside of it, I I, I was eating with AP Mike and Pat after the a giant dog show at the WFMU performance space. We all went and had a bite to eat, and then uh, I opened that menu. It's like a slick of whatever in there. Wipe your menus down, restaurants. Wipe them yeah. down. Same with this Applebee's. I don't know what was in there. Uh, between that and the tar, I'm getting smeared left and right. I should have just waited. to. I should have just showed up here and give the thing a WD-40 to Mike and Pat. Hey, get my car clean. You got three hours. You got three hours to clean my car. But I didn't. You know why? I'm a class act. Yeah. A, I'm a class act, and B, I'm going to put this as A, actually. They wouldn't do it. <laughs> it's going to be A now. I'm b- bumping <laughs> that up to A. <laughs> and B, I'm a class act. Anything else, Bron? Oh, um, so to finish out my right fest story. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was walking around uh, on Sunday, and I happened to be wearing my massive tavern T-shirt. Oh. Great, great story. Please continue. And uh, someone, I'm, I'm talking to a friend of mine, and someone goes over and comes over to me and says, "Hey, I really like your shirt." And we get to talking, and it turns out it's uh, financial guru Greg Gethard himself. 
Of course it is. Yeah, so we ended up uh, going to see Dinosaur Jr. after that. We did talk for a while, and then it ended up hanging out to go see Dinosaur Jr., and that, uh, the rest of the festival went really well, and then I closed my day out by seeing a giant dog, which was really incredible. That's awesome. Dinosaur Jr., the Gregulator, and, and a giant dog. What's the? Wh- here's a question for you, young man. What significance does Dinosaur Junior hold in the history of the Best Show? It's a bit. It's big. Oh, that's. It's very big. I actually do not know that. Early on the show, before, back when Matt was the call screener, because it was Dave, then Matt, then Mike. Matt was the uh-huh. call screener. On the message board over at friendsoftom.com, there was a, a a troublemaker named B Buster who would who told me that Dinosaur Junior stunk, and that person was none other. That was my first interactions with AP Mike. And he was <laughs> right, Mike. Yeah. So. Dinosaur Jr. brought us together in a very convoluted, strange way. They're, they're a great band. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for the call, buddy. Thank you. Greg, Greg Gethard, good guy. Good guy. wonder how if he went up and told Jay Maskus that his brother's Chris Gethard. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. This is Roy in Manhattan. Roy, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Do you have anything for the topic, Roy? I do. Uh, I have a few entries. Uh, my first one would be Buddy Rich. Buddy Rich, very high on the list. F- four. Put Buddy Rich uh, at four, please. Who's in here? Is that Dudio? Good. Because he's not feeling well. I'm glad. He, I didn't know if he came back. That's the only thing. I just want him to rest. Don't laugh. Mike laughs like I'm making fun, like I'm getting rid of the guy. <laughs> no. I tell you, they don't like each other. Mike and Dudia, they don't like each other. Who else you got? Uh, David O. Russell, the director. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be somebody more heated than him, though. If we're going to put a director on there, who, who could we go with? Sam Peckinpah? I'll go, I'll go another one. I have another entry. Uh, Vincent Gallo, would he be qualified? He's a more of a maniac than an angry person. Okay. Right? Yeah, no, I, I see. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, what about Sean Penn? Yeah, there we go. Um, 14. Now I'm this looking. Be a bit of... go I'm sorry? No, go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, how about Morton Downey Jr.? Is yeah. he more. Number two, yeah. Morton Downey Jr. Okay. And uh, my last entry would be the captain himself, Tom Sharpling. Get off my phone. Put me on the list. Really? Angriest? I don't think I'm angry. I think I, look, I, do I want, if it was the whiniest? Okay, well then, then there's a case to be made. And look, when we do the 50 whiniest people of all time, I will consider myself fair and square for that list. <coughs> there are 50 angrier people than me, right, Mike? Yes. 
Anger is not my main deal. Hey, Pat. Can you come here for a second? Here, try this. Let me know what you think of that Oreo. It's mm. really taking it seriously. No. Initial thoughts. I was trying to decide what the flavor was. I couldn't. It didn't yeah. pronounce. It's, a, it's an odd one. Yeah. I'm going to take another bite. It's urine. No, I'm kidding. It's not urine. I'm stumped. All right. Do you like it? Yeah. All right. It's like a regular Oreo with something I can't put my finger on. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Best show, hi. Hello, Tom. Yes, hi. This is Tom. To hi, it's Josh speak? Cantor in Boston. How are you? Oh, my goodness. It's Josh Cantor, my hero. Oh, stop it. No. You made a very special day for me by through your thoughtfulness. Um, well, uh, I appreciate that. It was a special day for me, too. I'm, I'm glad it all worked out. It was so much fun, and I was, like, a little nervous. I was like, oh, I hope it's a nice day. I hope it's not a crummy game. Because I know baseball is not necessarily, like, your favorite sport to watch. And they actually had tonight, they're on the road, and they, they did win the game one to nothing in the 11th inning on a wild pitch. And I was thinking, I wonder if that's the kind of thing where, you know, Tom would be excited about the strangeness of that or whether that would be. No, that's exciting. They're all exciting. <laughs> but there's nothing like when you get to see a home run. That was exciting. Home runs. Yes. Right? Yeah. It was yeah, it was a it was a it was a fun one for sure. It was a fun game and I had I had, had a legitimately great time and I thank you for that experience. Oh cool. You're very welcome. And the songs um, you played, oh my goodness, the songs you played. Uh it was it was fun to kind of think about what were your, you know, what would what I thought might be songs that you would enjoy and I'm usually like a few weeks behind listening to the show and I just happened to like stumble on an episode where you were talking, I think the topic was like songs that you love to listen to over and over or something like that. Yes, and, and uh, that was... And you, started, and you started naming some, and I was like, oh, this is great, this is gold. And I just sort of like wrote all those down, and then, like, you know, the work was done for me. I didn't have to brainstorm like I thought I would, but... Because that song, uh, you played that song, When I get in the morning, you are on my mind. That's one of the songs I listen to over and over again. I love that song so much. You play that. I got worries. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What a great. It was so f much fun that you were doing that. And it was like a special treat that it was only for me. I felt like a king. <laughs> <laughs> and you played Galaxy 500. Is that one you played before? Uh, I have played them before. I don't think I've played that one before, but that was one that you had mentioned recently when I was listening and trying to think of. Because they have... Uh, you, I don't go deep with them, but you would remember... Like, I think they have a song called Fourth of July or about Fourth of July or something yes, like that. Yes, they have a song called Fourth of July. I have played that one. In the, usually on the Fourth of July, I play 
songs that are about Fourth of July, and I play sort of some of the you know middle of the road ones that you would expect, but then try to throw in some that are off the beaten path. And so I definitely remember doing that one from them previously. And you put you played Strange, right? Was that the one you played? I did. Yeah, that was great. And you did a nice tribute to Grant Hart, which was sweet to hear. You and and the DJ. What's your DJ buddy's name? His name is TJ Connolly. He's been the Red Sox DJ for about 10 years. He's also been the New England Patriots DJ for two or three years now. Which is so great because the, the two of you work in tandem. Where he, When you're not playing organ, he's playing pre, uh, pre-recorded things. And and uh, he played yeah. uh, some LCD sound system, which was crazy. And I told James Murphy about it, and he was he was very flattered by it. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I know I know TJ is a, is a fan of James, and uh, you know, and he and I have both thrown in LCD sound system on occasion. But he's uh, he's a fantastic working partner. We we work well together, and you know, we we both heard the the sad news about Grant Hart that morning, and um, and you know, called each other up and agreed that we should do something, and kind of talked about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. And it was uh, nice. I got an opportunity to play one of my favorite Grant Hart songs, and he had an opportunity for one of his favorites, and, and people in the stands definitely uh, noticed and, and sent us, you know, nice messages saying they appreciated that, so that was it was Yeah, it was very was nice. sweet. And you, because uh, then, did, look, did you know that Dustin Pedroia's nickname was Laser Show? Of course, I, oh, yes, of course. Okay. Everyone around here knows that. Right, Certainly, if, you're, if you follow the Red Sox, you know that that's his nickname. He's had that nickname for a long time, um... Because he, uh, I don't know, I don't think it was self-bestowed, but he um, he has a lot of uh, braggadocio, is that the word? Like, and he, um, you know, he hits a lot of these, like, really hard, long line drives that go for doubles, and he refers to those as lasers. Because my friend um, so Jake, used to do these- Jake had no idea. He was like, I never knew his name was Laser Show. So it's for the, for his, the hits, for the type of hits? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what he he refers to his his line drives as lasers, and then I think his home runs he calls rockets. So so he'll say you know after he'll be there interviewing after the game, you're like oh you had a good game today. He's like yeah, had some lasers, had some rockets. And do you play Rocket Man if he hits a home run? Uh, I'm sure I played it at some point for him for a home run or for somebody for a home run. I don't know. It was funny the. Um, Rocket Man was the nickname of Roger Clemens, who yes. was a star pitcher for the Red Sox before yeah. I was there. Um, and then he left the Red Sox uh, kind of like not on good terms and went yes. and pitched for other teams and, and won championships with the Yankees. So there was sort of some bitterness there. So at first I kind of stayed away from the Rocket Man thing. Sure. I didn't want to, like, you know, mm. suggest deference um, to him at that time. But I have since played it, yeah. You could always play Rocket Reducer, uh, Ramalama Fa 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 by the MC5. Oh yeah. Hold on, I'm writing this down. This will be you. Because I was texting with this guy, Evan Flunk Davies, who's a DJ from WFMU. Yeah, Red Sox fan too. I used to be on this station and Evan Flunk Davies was on. He was a big shot. And he... um. I was like, what's a, what's a laser show? And he's like, that's, uh, that's, uh, his nickname. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I didn't know his nickname was laser show. I'm very jealous yeah. of that nickname too. It's a, it's a pretty good one. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you know about him, but he's like, he's a sort of, 
I don't know. There's things about his personality that, that I think you would find appealing. He sort of has a, um, he's really great at what he does, and he also sort of has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder about some oh. things. And, um, yeah. you know, like when you talk about Bugs Bunny, the, the yeah. baseball player, he's got that kind of thing. Okay. Because, yeah, I think I might, uh, because what if you get this, look, here's a, here's a sidebar. If AP Mike was at Fenway, it's a trick question, by the way, just say ahead. If AP Mike was at Fenway, what song would you play uh, uh, to, for him? Um, well, gosh, I don't know. I'd have to give it some thought, but I mean, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind is like maybe something, something by The Grateful Dead, because I know he really likes that band a lot. What are you, the Grateful Dead? I was going to say you'd have to play some sort of warning signal or police alert thing to let them know uh, AP Mike yeah, was in sure. in the building. But that might be less fun than a Grateful Dead <laughs> song. <laughs> Mike wants the theme from Adam 12. So if he ever goes to a yeah. Red Sox game, look, I'm not saying Mike's stupid. He'll, he'll go to a road game. He'll be like, okay, why didn't Josh play the song for me? But I, he, I drove all the way to Baltimore and he didn't play it. Like yeah, Mike. He's only at the home games. <laughs> so. um, I would I would love to have Mike come to a game and and uh, and play and play some songs that he would enjoy hearing. I think he could. I think Mike could fit in in Boston, right? Oh sure. Just slap a slap a, 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 a just slap a Pedro jersey on him, right? Yeah. He'll fit right in. He could even, you know, he could even do like a Pedro Mets jersey because Pedro is so beloved here that you could mm-hmm. you could actually get away with that here. Well, no, Mike. Because, well, Mike is going to wear a vote for Pedro. His oh, his uh, that would work too. Any, he, anything Pedro related, people around here are, are pretty crazy about. He has a lot of Napoleon Dynamite collectibles. <laughs> still, he's uh, and he still thinks it's gonna they're gonna they're gonna go up in value. He still he feels that. Uh, he still feels the market has yet to top out on on it yet, and he's gonna he's gonna cash out. Maybe when they make the sequel. Yeah, Mike. When they make the sequel, he said he said okay. Well, Josh, I got to tell you, it was a great day. Thank you so much for for being uh, for for inviting me. It was it was a sweet thing, and I had so much fun. You're and very welcome. It makes Thanks for do, coming. Of course. It makes doing this show worth it. And where can people see? You're on Twitter at JT Cantor? That's my Twitter. So, you know, especially as we're heading into the home stretch for the end of the baseball season and it looks like the Red Sox are going to the playoffs. So I'll be, you know, tweeting all kinds of ridiculous things about music and baseball. If people like those things, they can check me out there. And also, I just want to say, as soon as it was, it was clear I'm at the stadium, all these people start writing, Josh, Dude, play Billy Joel. Dude, play songs that are going to b- bother Tom. Why would you want to do that to me? Play. Yeah, no, I was I was perplexed by the the like the the majority of people once the work because I think you you made some kind of post about I'm at Fenway and then I got deluged with messages which I appreciate but the majority of them were saying Tom's at Fenway you should play a song that he dislikes yeah. as opposed to Tom's at Fenway you should play a song that he does like which was more my Thank you, inclination. Josh. Thank you. Someone's <laughs> got someone out there has my back for once. Thank you. You're a sweet guy. All right. Thanks, buddy. Tom. You have a great night. Thanks again. All right. Bye now. Bye.
He's a good guy, Mike. Good guy. So here's some of the names that uh, that the Best Show uh, team has put together for this anger list. Christian Bale. I gotta say he's justified in that anger, though. I'm pro Christian Bale being angry. I'm not gonna put Billy Joel. Yes, Billy Joel thirty. I just listened to this audio book, the biography of Billy Joel. Oh, what a snooze! What an uninteresting life. I'm gonna play some of it in an upcoming show because the guy reading it, when these guys read these audiobooks and then they like he would be like and then billy joel was working on his next album the nylon curtain and then whenever he would like read a quote from billy joel he does a different voice be like and then billy joel was working on his next album the nylon curtain i wanted to do an album that made like and at a point it's I, you feel like you're going nuts because his impressions, like his Billy Joel voice is like this. It's like, well, that doesn't sound like Billy Joel exactly. But then suddenly he'd be like, and the chances, uh, then it became clear Sir Paul McCartney was going to join Billy at Yankee Stadium. And then he goes into his Paul McCartney. It was the worst. It's like, it was exciting that Paul McCartney was going to join us. I mean, this is one of the Beatles. Paul McCartney was also excited. And he'd be like, it was a chance to play with Billy, Billy Joe. He's a guy. It's like, this doesn't sound like Paul McCartney. One of the most recognizable speaking voices. It was a chance to play with Paul McCartney. So yeah, so Billy Joel's on the list. But then there's this one part in the book where they actually claim, they actually say something that like, Billy's like, my song, it's still rock and roll to me. A lot of people don't like that song. I guess it's just too abrasive. It's, yeah, it's too abrasive. We can't handle the super, we can't handle the intense rock of that. I, I kind of thought for a second I was listening to, to, uh, to, to Mertz Bow. Yeah. I thought, I, I, who put this throb and gristle record on? That's in the that's in the new Billy Joel record. What? He also uh the author actually claims uh that Billy Joel that uh his album Nylon Curtain got play on college radio. I will challenge that claim. Maybe a maybe someone who had a radio at college tuned into to WNEW and heard it. Yeah, you know those college kids always blasting Allentown. That's the kind of music. I go to, I went to college and I figure I really learned who I really was and I found all this new music like this guy Billy Joel. The kid who punched Willie Monroe in, no, I don't know what that is. Orson Welles. Yeah, he's he he was angry for his whole life. Thirty nine. Please. Commuters on trains who shouted down a loud cell phone. That's Mike's. 
39 is Orson Welles. Oh, then 38. Sam Kennison, yeah. 26. Macho Man. See, I think Macho Man's more mellow. He's more paranoid than angry. So he's twitching and looking around. There's got to be a truly angry wrestler who would be good for that. The dad in Wonder Years. Let's think. Some, some wrestling person can find the ultimate angry, like a person in wrestling who seems insanely angry. Best show. Hi, this is Jennifer in Queens. Jennifer in Queens. What's up, Jennifer? Um, well, you may know me better as Julia. That's right. I called you Julia, didn't I? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm just calling to forgive you and say that I really appreciate the live on-air apology. Because I, I don't know, because your like, Instagram name it made it, me think I had Julia stuck in my head for some reason. It's uh, My Instagram name isn't even my name. It's just something ridiculous. But does it have the letter J and then the letter U next to each other? It's JV Hella Pipes. Well, the V reminds me of a U, and that's enough for me to... That's okay. I mean, honestly, the fact that you called me a name that started with a J is close enough. No, it's not. I apologize, Jennifer. <laughs> I usually get Stephanie or, like, people that I've met several times just don't remember me at all. Not good. That was not a great uh, moment. It's okay. I knew I, I knew as soon as it was over, I was just like, yeah, her name's not Julia, it's Jennifer. <laughs> You sounded a little uncomfortable saying it. It was sort of because like, I knew Julia. it was wrong as I said it. I was just like, "Yeah, I got that wrong. I'm pretty sure I got that wrong." And then, uh, so it's quite all right. Did you have fun at the giant dog show? Yes, I had a great time. Thank Were, you for talking about them all the time. Weren't they great, Jennifer? It was it was so fun, Tom. Thank you, um, Jennifer. Yeah. So you have to say Lots it over of... and over. That way it sticks. <laughs> Just say my name over and over again. Um, yeah, it was so fun, and I brought a friend, and we had a great time. We just danced like crazy, and lots of good, fun, short songs, and the In Excess cover was just, like, such a treat. Yeah. When they played at, at, at Jersey City, I heard Mike talking to Andy from the band. Uh-huh. Right, Mike? And Mike said to him, I don't have a whole lot of rock left in me. Is that what you said? <laughs> well, you had 12 Coors Lights also. <laughs> you were just like, I don't have a whole lot of rock left in me, and you guys... We're really rocking tonight. So it was very nice, sweet to see Mike pay tribute to a giant dog in his own way. Jennifer. <laughs> could. Yes. Well, well, Jennifer, I want to thank you for the call. Tom, thank you for the apology. That was so nice. Of course. You have a great night, Jennifer. You too. Bye. Bye. Best show, hi. Hello, hi, best show. Hi. Yes, hi, welcome. Yeah, yeah, this is Robert. 
Hi, Robert. Does it sound okay? Because I need to turn the radio off here. Sounds great. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Robert? Oh, well, I'm just calling because I have a couple of suggestions for the list, the uh, the topic. And then I also have my wife, Joey, here, who uh, I want to vouch for her in case you're doing No Dude Vember because she's been rejected before because she's a baritone. She's a, a woman who happens to be a baritone. Okay, well, let's start with the list first. Sure. Um, so uh, I had three. I had to replace Buddy Rich. Someone called in with Buddy Rich. But uh, Greg Gianforte, the, uh, the congressional candidate, the current representative from Montana, who body slammed a reporter the day before the election last year. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I'm going to keep him in mind. I'm going to see if that fits, but that's a good suggestion. Okay, okay. And I also have um, uh, Steve Albini. Oh, he's not very angry. I've just read some of his essays. And yeah, no, I, 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 but I think he's in control of the anger. I think he, he's, he's somebody who gets excited and passionate about things. I would not say he's got just un, unbridled right. rage. Sure. Okay, okay, and uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, because he screamed that time on the thing. Bill O'Reilly, t- t- 27. Nice, thank you. All right. Now, what's the, your 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 wife? What is your wi- wife's name? Uh, she, her name is Joey, which is excellent. Joey spelled like joie, like joie de vivre. Okay. Which is very descriptive of her. She's also 100% woman. That's her business? Yeah. Well, yeah. Keep it in mind for no people. All right. Just, I just want, want want you and AP Mike to keep that in mind for no dude member. Some of the women calling in may have non traditional voices. Yes, of course we try to. Yes. Well, I will keep an eye. Oh. Mike. Yes. Just, just be, be, duly. Mike said duly noted. He will. <laughs> okay. He will do a better Thanks. job. You're right. Thanks, buddy. It's it's great talking to you, Tom. We love the show. Thanks. So you have a great night. I appreciate it. You too. Best show, hi. Hey, Thomas, listener T. Listener T, as I live and breathe, all the way from the other side of America. That's true, Los Angeles, California. How are you doing? Uh, I am well, how are you? I'm good. That's that's good. Um, I had a few for the topic. I haven't been able to hear the last half hour or so, so I'm not sure if anybody has has, uh, said it or if you've even closed out the list at this point. Well, let's find out. Let's let's see who you got. Okay, I got a few in case they whiff, but uh, I would say Buddy Rich. He's on the list, right? Okay. Where's Buddy Rich? Four. Four. Okay, uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. See, he might make a list of just. How should I say this? Dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might he might head head and and uh end the list. Yeah, I think he might that might be more encompassing of who he is. Who yeah. else do you have? Who else? Um, who else? Um oh um Ernie Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson's father. He was the announcer. Yeah. 
was also he was the announcer who, who had started out in Cleveland as a as a horror show host and was you know like a phenomenon and then sort of came out uh, with some other guys who came to LA and never quite Goulardi. Yes, Goulardi. Yes. And then uh, his career, he had an incredibly lucrative career, I'm led to believe, you know, being a voiceover guy, Mm -hmm. just doing all the America's Funniest Home videos, but apparently not so satisfying. Yes. Well, let's think. I'm going to keep him in mind. I'm going to see how the list looks when I need people to plug in. Ernie Anderson's a good idea. There's that tape of him flipping out. Reading the the spots on ABC. Yeah. What yeah. about Robert Blake? But Robert Blake doesn't seem so much angry to me as crazy. Yeah, that's. I true. mean, but he, did, he can be quite. You know, some you you remember his some of his appearances on the on the talk shows were just gold and and charming as hell. But like, but know, he also that, would come on. I saw him on the Tonight Show. Where he came on and he was just like menacing, <laughs> like he was yeah. so mad that they canceled his show. Yeah, I, I, I got to think about. I got to think. How about, how about Mickey Rooney? Yeah, is he really angry? Like, who's like a Mike? Who, who, who? When you think of show business, who do you think of, Mike? Who's angry? Klaus Kinski, yes. That he was out of his gourd. Number five. Yeah. Klaus Kinski. What? Move Alec Baldwin to six. Please. Please move. Mm. I need to yell it. Mike, you want to try another cookie? Oh, Tom, by by the way, I don't know if you if you saw it. I sent you a link to uh, a clip of that show Letterkenny that another listener had mentioned last week or the week before. And it's a it's a really funny show, um, but it's completely a toilet mouse. And but what what show was this? It's called Letterkenny. Oh yes, you did send something. I did not get a chance to check it out. It it is weirdly specific to, uh, in some ways, to the best show, hmm. uh, and more to to you. You should check it out. I think you would. The, the show I think is great. It's really it's really funny and it's super Canadian. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Who All else right, should then. be on this list? Leave Britney alone. Well, he wasn't mad. He was anguished. He was anguished. You're right. Yes. Who? I'm trying to think. We'll keep working on this. This is going to be a work in progress. Listener T, I, think, I, I appreciate the call. I want to. I, I need to go home. Yeah. Should we do, do that? We'll do. We'll do a show after the show, but it'll. It won't be on the air. Is that all right, well, guys? Yeah. All right. Thanks, listener T. I appreciate. It. Say hi okay. to. Uh, Take care, Tom. Say hi to your your friend. And you as well. Mate. Final calls. Final calls here on the best show. Hi, welcome. Oh, hey there. How's it going? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Marissa in Brooklyn. Marissa in Brooklyn. What's going on, Marissa? 
Oh, just hanging out. It's awfully late. I should probably be in bed. Well, what time do you have to get your day started tomorrow? Uh, well, I have to be at work at 10, so I'll probably get there at 10.30. Really? That's a pretty... That's how they run things at uh, your workplace? Yeah, it'll be fine. you got to be there at 10, but you roll in a half hour late. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, I remember I used to have jobs like that. <laughs> I work in music, so it doesn't give a sh- You work in music? Yeah. Okay. What do you do in music? Uh, I'm a videographer. I actually started listening to you, like, very recently because someone told me that you're a big Kurt Vile fan, and apparently he's on, like, every episode, and I just worked with him, so now I'm a fan. Kurt's a sweet guy. Are you excited about the album that he did with Courtney Barnett? Uh, Yes, I am delighted because I love Courtney. I spent the whole day with Kurt on his last video. I really wish Courtney was there, though. I love Courtney. Well, get ready for this. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's so good. So good. They're playing Jersey City. And I'm going to say this. I didn't even get a chance to say this. I'll do it next week. I'm going to give out a pair of tickets to that show, the Jersey City show. Oh, nice. I'm going to be at Beacon Theater in New York City. Well, look at you. So fancy. Hey, come on down. I got a plus one. Look, I could get myself into the show, Marissa. No offense. Uh, okay. You go, you go okay. find some. No, no, I'm not looking to rain on your parade. It's a very generous offer. I appreciate okay. it. You know, you know very what? Flattering. I've got a friend. He'll come. It's okay. I've guessed. You're going to, everybody, the more the merrier. You get your friend in, I'll get myself in. If I look, I have pull in so few things. Apparently, I've got pull at, at Fenway Park now. I've got pull at uh, Kurt Vile shows. I think that's about it. That's the only pull that's I That's all you have. need. That's it. That's all. Well, that's all I've got. So it better be all I need. That's all I got. I go here and do the show, and these guys who work on the show out there, they, 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 the bloom is off the rose. There's no longer. You know when you see the love go out of someone's eyes. That's how it is now on this. They don't love me anymore. Oh gosh. They just look at me. It's like that Asia song. The smile has left your eyes. Remember Asia? Weren't they good? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of younger than most of your listeners, I think. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Beatles song? My favorite what? Beatles song. Ooh, uh, Tomorrow Never Knows? Yeah. Well, the Beatles were 15 years before Asia. Okay. All right, Marissa. I'm sorry. I'm a little tired. I'm a little, a little crabby. No, it's all right. So what What? To what do I have the pleasure of this call, Marissa? Oh, you know, I just thought about calling in. I just started listening because uh, I uh, met this guy in OkCupid, and he told me about your show. So I started listening. That's nice. Great show. I'm really enjoying what I've heard so awesome. far. Awesome. That's nice of you to say. I appreciate that. And how did it do? You went on a date? Uh, I went on a handful of dates, yes. And have you... Shuttled him. I don't. I don't know what you're. What you're suggesting. What you, you're talking have about. Have you kicked him into oblivion? Are you done with? Oh no no no! He he ghosted me, Tom. Oh well, that I don't like that, Marissa. Isn't that rude? He was a very nice guy, and I thought, yeah. oh good, a nice one. Yeah. They're not gonna. Nothing's gonna happen here. I'm gonna figure this mm. out like adult. Marissa, I'm sorry. This guy. I believe you. I, I appreciate your sincerity. You know what? It's his loss, Marissa. 
It's his loss. Thank you. Exactly. You, you seem cool. You got good taste. You're smart and funny. What, what else is this guy looking for? Right? Who knows, man? I don't know. You know what? He likes the best show, so I'm not going to be completely horrible to him. It's the only good on thing, board. right? But you know what? It's gonna. It's the best thing that could have happened to you. You know, it's true. I really appreciate that, Tom. You went through it. Now you realize, even when it looks too good to be true, don't get too excited about it, because who knows? Right? Right on. And, you know, I got the best show. I'm not going to stop listening. Exactly. Your kids can't drive you away. Exactly. Thank you, Marissa. Thanks for joining the best show family. Ah. Thanks, and, Tom. And let's tell this guy. We're not going to say his name. Which yeah, definitely play? not. We'll say, "Hey, guy, you you're missing out." Yeah, guy. Right, guy. Come on, guy. Too late, guy. Ugh. Right. Yeah, seriously right. though, I have his watch though, so if he wants that back, you should let me know. Well, that, now it's, it doesn't, this is not as declaratively, <laughs> we're not exactly if you're saying, and also, uh, if you do want your watch back by, please contact me. I mean, I'll be, I'll be a bigger person, I'll just mail it to you, just, you know, hit me up. You're just like, you're out of my life. Unless you want your watch back, then uh, please drop me a line and we can arrange a way to get you the watch. I'll yeah. figure out how to... I'll send it... Uh, it's priority good... I'll send it FedEx. How about that? Uh, next day, next day it'll be $38 uh, within New York City. It's, it's going uh, one mile, but it'll be $38. Yeah, you need it tomorrow morning, right? Well, we know you're getting your day started uh, late. Well, Marissa, his loss, well, he he lost, these are the two things he lost. A shot with you and a watch. He's down, he's down, he lost two things. Uh, poor guy, I almost feel bad now. Yeah. Well, you have a great night, and I'll see you at the Kurt Vile Show. Figur and Courtney Figuratively speaking. Okay, you have a great night. All right. Mike. You too. Bye. All right, Mike. No more calls. Don't let anybody else throw. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. Hi, yes. How you doing? My name is Casper from Santa Cruz, California. I got one for the topic. What do you got, Casper? Norman Mailer. Yeah, that's a good one. Norman Mailer. Right, Mike? Yeah. You just think of him in that fight. Yeah. The hammer fight. Yeah, yeah. With and on the, horn. on the Dick Cavett show, I mean, it's just epic. Yeah, but like, doesn't Norman Mailer embody the ultimate version of the angry writer? Totally. Yeah, Norman Mailer. Where should he be, Mike? Towards the bottom. Oh, Mike says towards the bottom. What forty-five? Forty-five. Forty-five is great. Thank. This is what I'm going to say to you, Casper. Thank you, because you know what? That first guy called, and I was like, Bobby Knight, put him at 11. Well, that's it? <laughs> you put, you, you get your guy 45, you're, you're over the moon. Oh, this is my first time calling. I'm, I'm just happy I got through and then oh, contribute. Look at this. Where, 
You know, this is, the, this is the most Santa Cruz call I could have ever gotten. A guy from Santa Cruz just happy to get through, glad his thing landed. You're just saying, you're, you're, uh, well, you're, you're probably super high right now, actually, right? That's what this it's is. It's true. Yeah, of course. No. I started to realize why you were just rolling with it to the degree you were is because you don't remember this is happening. You nailed it. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You have a great night. Thanks. Call you again. Too. All right, bye. Nice guy. Nice guy. Drug addict. Nice, nice guy, though. He's addicted to drugs, though. <laughs> Major drug problem. But nice guy. Nice guy. Huge drug addict. Why is that so funny? <laughs> nice guy. What a nice guy. Uh, huge junkie. Uh, da- he's pretty much damned at this point in his existence. Uh, doomed to an eternity of chasing a high that will never be as great as it once was. And he will follow it over the edge into oblivion. But nice guy. Nice guy. Great caller. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, Zach in Buffalo, New York. Zach in Buffalo, what do you got, buddy? Um, I'm not sure. I've been on hold for a little bit, so I'm not sure if somebody's already contributed this um, or not. Don't worry. Uh, but I think I've got a wrestler for you yeah, that yeah. might fit in the list. What do you got? Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that's a good one. He seems like an actual angry guy. Right. Yeah. Remember that challenge and in his wrestling career as well. We got the challenge here. Tommy is going. What was that game show he hosted? The Broken Skull Challenge, I think, right? Yeah. You're going to try to make it up the mountain. We'll see how you make it. We got Jeff going up the mountain now. Think you can make it? That's stupid game show. I watch that thing. After my father died, I watched a whole lot of that show for some reason. It's weird, the things that make sense at different points. Suddenly, I'm at my absolute saddest. Eh, the Steve Austin show seems to be <laughs> getting me have, getting me by half hour to half hour. I think I'm going to ride this for a while. Well, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, world ended. I guess I'll watch a Steve Austin show. He's yelling. <laughs> He's cheering people on as they run on an obstacle course. As they're killing themselves, it seems, and doing this as he screams at them. Yeah. Good one, buddy. Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, where do you think he should go? Pat says 10. What do you think? 10. Yeah, I mean, I'll take whatever. He's going to 10. Good. You did it. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Final call. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello, Tom. Yes, hi. Hey, how you doing tonight? Doing well. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, Thomas from New Brunswick, New Jersey. New Brunswick, New Jersey. Quality city. They call it the uh, hub city. Yes, sir. Yes. So uh, what's going on tonight? I uh, just got a few for the topic, 
and uh, also just wanted to congratulate you on keeping the show rolling uh, from you know the FMU days till now. Uh, means a lot to me, and I'm sure to a lot of other people. So just uh, thank you for that. Well, thank you for saying what you're saying, and I want to say the way you support the show now, if you listen, Patreon.com/slash/TheBestShow. We don't do ads anymore. You can support the show through going to our Patreon page, and if you can give anything, you give it, and everything you give helps and counts, and we appreciate all of it, and there's different things you get at different levels of giving, and everybody who's giving $10 or more a month on October 1st, when I look at who's giving on October 1st, and everybody who's doing $10 or more gets a Friends of Tom card, which we have not done for the new show and we're going to do, and everybody gets one. So if you want to get one, make sure you're giving $10 or more a month at patreon.com slash the best show. So what, what do you got? You got it for the topic, buddy. What do you got? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I got a few here. Should I just uh, yeah. fire? Let's hear it. Okay. Um, this one, maybe a little imagination for Joel Olstein. So you're uh, trying to tap into the rage underneath that smiling face. Uh, yeah, I think so. I also heard a story about him maybe, like, uh, shutting people out of the church during the flood. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I can't, yeah. Everyone heard that story. Right. I mean, that's, you know, could be speculation or whatever, but, you know. It wasn't speculation. He shut his church. <laughs> right. What else you got? Let's see who else you got. Okay, uh, Papa John. Is he really that angry though, or is he just? Does he just suck? <laughs> um, that was another one. Uh, yeah, I kind of had to. I don't know if you got a lot of feedback on your uh, your quest for for people that worked with him, but um, we're close yeah, with know. one. We're close with one person. Okay, uh, Miles Davis. Is he angry, Mike? Yeah, he had a definitely had a temper, huh? Yeah, I just I read some different things about him. Kind of, um, you know, he also had a lot of drug problems and things like that. But yeah. um, I, I don't For know. For some reason, the ang—he—it's not hitting me with the pure. It should be somebody whose default setting is anger. Okay, right. You know um, what I mean? Like, Miles Davis could shift gears and lose his... Like, I, look, I put Robert Altman on the list. Because he could scream at somebody, but he could also calm down and be mellow for a long time also. But when he lost his temper, it was horrifying. <laughs> okay, um... Bill O'Reilly? He's on the list already. Oh, sorry about that. Um... I got a couple of sports ones. Uh, Bobby Knight's on there already, He's right? on there, yeah. Uh, Greg Popovich. Well, he's more of like a, a, he's more of like a, I don't know, I don't picture him as being straight up angry. Yeah, he, he's kind of complicated. Uh, Rashid Wallace. Yeah, you know, I'm going to put him on because of all the technicals, and I, look, I love him. Right. I love him. Uh, yeah, he's awesome, yeah. Yeah. 30. All right. What's uh, that? And- and I guess, like, as an aside, I actually looked it up. Um, Rashid Wallace, in honor of his jersey number. 
Then you move Billy Joel, please, uh, either one up or down. Nice. He bumped him. Um, I looked it up. He's actually third all-time for, uh, for technical fouls, 317. And he also came up with a great line, ball don't lie. Oh, yeah. Um, would you care to venture uh, who, who has the, the most technicals? The most technicals? Dennis Rodman. Uh, close. He's actually fifth, surprisingly. Oh, let's see. The most technicals. Uh, let me think. If it's not Rasheed Wallace, it's not DeMarcus Cousins. He hasn't been at it long enough. He's on there. I think he's like 20 or something. Yeah, but still, no. Um, I'm trying to picture who would be, who is it? Um, let me see. They're, they're all in the modern era. Okay. Well, we're waiting. Oh, would you just, okay. Uh, number one, uh, Carl Malone, 332. Okay. That makes sense. Who, and yeah, who's number two? Number two, uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, of course. 29, uh, Rashid's third, fourth, Gary Payton. Yeah. 50, and Rodman is, is fifth with 212. That's great. Thank you, buddy. This is great. No problem. Thank you. You have a great night. You too. Thank you. So we're going to do a quick thing after words. It'll be a short thing. We'll do next. We can use a few callers for it. Don't go crazy, though. If you want to call up, be a part of it. Mike, what do you think about tonight's show? Scale of 1 to 10. Solid 8. Solid 8. Okay, well, sorry. Guess I'll do better. I'll try to do better next time. Solid eight, eh? Well, you know, it's hard. I come here, work, do the show. Solid eight what I'm left with. That's what I get told. Solid eight. Yeah, you know, I guess that makes sense, though. In the scheme of things. Maybe in life I'm just a solid eight. Good enough to pass? But not truly great. A solid aid. That's fine. I guess you gotta live with, uh, the evaluations of your toughest critics and your enemies. Sometimes you do your best, and your enemy still says, solid aid. <laughs> well, you know what I say to that? I do a show for three hours and you say it's a solid eight. Well, you know what I say to you? I'll be back next week and I'll do a, you give me a, a, a soft nine next week. And I'll get a hard nine. 
Then I'll get the soft tan. I'll earn it. I'm not scared of this. You think I'm scared of you, Mike? I'm not scared of you. I got nothing. I got no career. I got no prospects. I'm watching everything fall apart around me. It gets worse each week. The picture looks more bleak. But you know what? I'm keeping on going. I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to just do what I keep doing, because that's what I do here every week. It's the best show. It's the only thing I got now. So I'll keep giving what I give and doing what I do. And if you say it's a solid eight, then God bless you. It's a solid eight. I hope you're happy. You choke on the Oreos. Yeah. You rat. <laughs> and that one was cookie butter, just so you know. Cookie butter, that's what the one was. You know what, we'll do more Oreo. Ta- Maybe your Oreo tasting segment was a little flat, brought it down two points from a ten. I don't know, but you know what I do know? Best show will be back here next week, and we are going to announce the inductees into the 2017 Podcasting Hall of Fame next week. Very exciting. Please, if I get inducted, I will finally be in I will not be an outsider anymore. I will be in. Please, fingers crossed, let me get inducted. Call 201-332-3484 right now and be a part of this next dumb thing we're going to do, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.